Welcome to the Wrestle Down. Every week we talk wrestling for your for your ears. Uh, I'm Jer Palapal, and this is Mike Mars. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. It's been a it's been a very uh, a very <laughs> eventful week. Uh, yeah, for sure. In and out of wrestling, we're recording this. Uh-huh. Thankfully, we're recording this the day after um, the the election got called for Joe Biden. Um, I yep. think. It would have been much harder to do this uh, otherwise. Uh, just having right, the, yeah. the waiting and the weight of it uh, all on us. Yeah. Uh, but now we can let loose and hang out. We yep. I think there was a congratulations, of- America. By the way, yes, yeah, <laughs> we we got our head on, heads on right, kind of halfway. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, God, so, yeah, what, so much. One of my friends. Okay, go ahead. Sent me a brilliant thing that uh, just basically said the way uh, the election went. Yeah. was sort of like you ask all your friends, you have five friends, and you ask them what they want to eat, and yeah. three of them says pizza, and two of them say they want to eat you. And, uh, <laughs> no matter how good the pizza is after, you got some talking to do. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was crazy and stressful, and uh, what I love about it is that um, somebody's already asked me, are you going to wear, when, when somebody asks you where you were when you found out, uh, about the election. I'm able to say that uh, I was naked and covered in blood in a trailer. Uh, <laughs> and the singer of my band texted me. Like I was on a break just sitting there. Uh, the the, uh, the <laughs> climactic ending of, uh, of the new film I'm in, which uh, bodes poorly for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but like, you know, so that's not only was it a beautiful thing to, to text to get, um, I laughed right away thinking like, I am always going to remember that I'm in this cold ass trailer. That beats, naked, covered in blood. <laughs> that beats mine because I was uh I found out when I was like in sweatpants watching the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. That, was, like, was, like picked up my phone. And it was like the election. What? Huh? Ugh, I gotta read. I can definitely pay attention to this movie without like that, <laughs> like a quarter of my attention span on it. Like we look at the results. <laughs> the gentleman who wrote that movie has a uh, has an awesome podcast with a good friend of mine called uh, "The Best Movies uh, Never Made," which is about lost films. Oh, I've heard of that. Um, I didn't, yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah, know that was him, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's uh, he's he's pretty cool. Um, and and my dear dear friend Steven Scalata, so uh, who I was actually just talking about this show the other day with. So nice. He was he was psyched I was back in the saddle. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm glad. But to like, have yeah. You. What. A, what a wrestling week, you know, yeah. just the last, like, sad, like, you don't get not at WrestleMania, maybe once or twice a year, you know, it just bounces that way, yeah. where you get a couple wrestling shows and MMA and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like some sort of yeah. pay-per-view, but this week, uh, definitely one of the, on paper, one of the best cards of the year, mm-hmm. uh, and on paper, a not very good card, but you know, one of my favorite events of the year yeah um so like i i you know i was really 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 psyched for this weekend you know yeah. it's a it's a very very good uh you know very very fun day. it was like a, it was a um you know i'm sure everybody toasted i'm sure there was some small private you know gatherings or whatever for better or worse but like yeah. uh, i celebrated at watching two two great wrestling shows yesterday Same. so yeah yeah yeah, that's absolutely the way to go. Um, before yesterday, what like odds and ends have you watched uh, over the course of the week? Well, we talked a little bit about what right now. Uh, so I don't. I didn't feel like I had a solid match of the year, 
mm. until three quarter until the you know the end of the G one or towards the end of the G one. I can't. Uh, I think the second from last show in. Yeah. With the uh, uh, Kota Ibushi uh, Suzuki match, like mm. I thought that that was just terrific. That was my, you know, there was a couple five star matches for me in the tournament, but that yeah. match was, that was just. That was my favorite of the tournament too. Yeah. Yeah, and it and that's my type of wrestling. Like yeah. I, I love the old strong style. I love the old Kings Road. That's like you know that's the wrestling mm. that blew my mind. Um, you know, uh, but. I watched because I heard a bunch of people talk about it from the most cynical wrestling journalist to like, you know, uncle Dave giving it, you know, five stars to Brian Alvarez saying, uh, if we already broke the scale, this is a six, uh, a six star match. And that is, uh, the NXT, uh, uh, NXT UK title match with Volta and, and uh, Drag- Dra- Darganoff, Dragunov, Dragunov. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Dragunov. Yeah. Ilya yeah. Dragunov. Yeah. And I'm a huge Walter fan. I've Damn. I've loved him since the, uh, you know, since the old. I remember being curious about him, hearing him in like, you know, late '90s, uh, early 2000 PWI top 500 when he was listed as Big Big Van Walter. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, I was a big fan of his. I've I've liked every Walter match I've seen, with the exception of he had one one shaky one main event. Uh, in evolve uh last year oh, with yeah. the, the champion uh what's funny is i, ha- I have an acquaintance with the same name as the guy i'm trying to remember i can't remember uh, the evolve champion big guy um i remember every other goddamn person's name in evolve except this one <laughs> but like it was just kind of a, a hoss battle but one guy was more wwf style big guy so it didn't i don't think it shook out the way that they wanted right but um this match is probably going to make my best matches of all time list. And it is right now. Uh, I, I, I'll i be, you know, at the end of the year, I'll go back and watch Abushi Suzuki. But yeah, this match blew my mind. I, I watched it and then rewound it three quarters <laughs> back uh, yeah. just to see the, I rewound it to uh, the, the sleeper suplex outside. Yeah. And, um, and I don't even think those are the worst spots. There was a no. sequence of spots where Walter power bombed him on the apron and then kicked him into the steps. And I thought that that was yeah. not, not nice, but <laughs> I loved it. And I, I, yeah. I, as soon as I finished it, I hit you up. Did you end up watching it? Yep. I did watch it. it was, yeah. It's the first NXT UK. I think I've seen all year. Um, yeah, but too. like people were buzzing about it. And I was like, yeah, I really got to check this out. And I love Walter like you do. Um, big fan for a long time. And yeah, this was a tremendous match. Um, I've liked Dragunov for a while as well, and so seeing him get the chance and seeing them both shine together is really, really great. Like, Walter's perfect for... If there's one limitation to Walter, I think, it's that 90% of his matches kind of have to be this, like, someone just fighting uphill against him. Sure. But, like, that's just his style. That's just his his build. It's his look, whatever. It's it's always a great match. It's like a fucking Werner Herzog movie. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Just like... (laughs) This man versus nature just right. trying to get that boat over the mountain. <laughs> he, he, he reminds me of Vader in that sense where I feel like where they blew it with Vader in the WWF was that he was that thing. Mike Awesome was similar too. You shouldn't have had to worry about catching like a moonsault or a second rope clothesline 
when yeah. you were fighting a 400 pound guy who was also like throwing you around and beating the crap out of you. And that's, I love that about Volta as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's crazy. Like he hits so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is always brutal to watch him. And like, I don't know. I, uh, from like, I think like the thing that puts this match from like five stars to like, plus that mm-hmm. is like just that closing shot where Walter has dragged off in like a, a headlock kind, yeah. of kind of thing. And his mouth is just a, bleeding he's out cold mm-hmm. you can like hear him having trouble breathing like just a plus like i i loved it yeah i, I was yeah. i was so i like uh, i was ex- i was happy this first time around the second time around but the first time around i was really taken by like the brutality yeah um, and i was like geez you know what i mean like i was right. afraid because you're always afraid you know where's the stunt and where's the like you know, making your bloody mouth more bloody or whatever else. Cause you know, Walter couldn't see what was going on, yeah. you know, in, in front of him and at his chest. So I was actually worried like, cause my one complaint about this match is that, um, as I'm older and more conservative and Masawa passed away in the ring, despite the fact that he was hurt and there's, you know, yeah. you know, been a, a litany of other, you know, injuries, a lot of which were in Japan where they have a, you know, a, a more risky style in, in a lot of the different styles. Uh, I was a big, big fan of, um, you know, that 90s Kings Road, uh, like the, you know, that holy trinity of Kawada, Kobayashi, mm-hmm. and Masawa. And some of that stuff doesn't age as well for me because as they got uh, early on, uh, before they got polished, they weren't always hitting in safe places. Right. And these two guys were like, I don't know, like a lot of smacking in the base of the skull and like yeah. a lot of stuff that like I felt like wasn't wasn't safe. So yeah. um I mean they're okay. Um Dragonov uh was a revelation for me because I had heard of him but never seen him. Yeah. Um and I loved him. I thought he was great. I loved uh, he did he balanced a line real good that I feel like I feel like Walter must be a good guy because even though you're right that the best matches are what you said, mm-hmm. I also feel like a lot of the time he gives people a lot and he doesn't even have to. Right. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah, he, yeah. he doesn't, you know, but I'm, you know, an old, old, you know, every once in a while you'll notice that all of a sudden like a, a, a like bright yellow blazer and a tennis racket will appear in my hand because uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm so old and, and, you know, rigid and things, but like, man, I really love that match. That is, you know, n- not excusing some of the recklessness of it, we'll say that yeah. in theory is everything I love about pro wrestling. And, and cinematic action, you know, I'm a big Hong Kong action fan. So cinematic mm, action nice. movies as well. Like I felt like uh, that was the difference of, that was pro wrestling versus sports entertainment, like encapsulated. You know what right. I mean? Those guys were, were sometimes hitting in safe places and like <laughs> really just being right out of each other in some like ways that felt real and yeah mm-hmm. um, and at the top of their craft too because if you give somebody a sleep a suplex and they can't yeah. protect themselves if both people aren't incredible athletes and and, and artists right some you you'll die you're, yeah. you're you'll <laughs> you'll right. snap your neck and die yeah so like you know like those it was just so great and a lot of the like bumps that they were taking like i i mean uh it looked like he died but he he kept coming you know so they must have been safer than they looked like that kick into the stairs and stuff and yeah um 
And so, like, I, you know, I, I would just love this match. It's right now. It's, uh, you know, put, put, a, put a pin in the calendar. That's my favorite match of the year so far. It's up there for me. I'm not sure what my favorite is yet, but um, I've still got a lot to go uh, yeah. with two months. But it's up there. It's definitely going to be – I mean, right now, if you ask me today, it would be a top three at least. Um, um, with like a Bushi, sure. Yeah. Like Ibushi and Suzuki being up there too. That match, Abushi, I mean, those are two wrestlers I hold in very high regard. Same. So it's tough to like almost like separate that. Where I I really like Walter a lot, and you know I loved when he was in PWG, and I I loved all of his, you know, like like I was saying, I think last week that I would get um, Battle Los Angeles in the 16 carat tournament, like whenever I would like go check out Chikar from the from the high spots team. Oh yeah, Yeah. and um, you know, so that was like I saw a lot of those guys for the first time, and, and. you know, I love Walter, but and I and I'm a I'm I'm a dragon off fan from this point forward. But like, it is tough. You know, that's a fun thing about uh, every art and especially pro wrestling. You know, like I'm so invested, and we'll talk about this later. Not a good way, but I'm so invested <laughs> in Kota Ibushi yeah. that um, you know sometimes it's really hard for me to like separate because he's the one Japanese wrestler. He came, um, he left DDT for about a mm-hmm. year. And he happened to hit all my like favorite localish promotions. So I saw him on like seven or eight Ring of Honor shows. I saw him in Jakara. I saw him uh, one time, not the awesome King of Trios thing that he did, but I saw him one right. other uh, time. Because uh, if you've never seen uh, the Ray Valadora's um, High Flyers tournament from that, I can't remember what year it was, that year's King of Trios. Okay. Um, it's awesome because those tournaments are four way scrambles if you will okay and then the winners of both of those um fight in the finals and like matt and nick jackson were in two different matches and kota Bushi, and it ended up being um uh Stu Dose and um kota Bushi were the finals of, oh, nice. of the ray valadors and it was one of my one of my his his match uh it also had el generico in it was one of my yeah. favorite matches of, of like a long long time so wow that that's good so kota Bushi's kind of like and he got to New Japan. Like, he's kind of like my guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he, yeah. So, You've, like, followed his career and, like, right. the ups and downs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, uh, watched a bunch of old DDT, which I like it much better now, but, it, you know, yeah. at that time wasn't always my jam. Mm. Um, but uh, though I did find Mecha Mummy, Mummy funny every time he showed up. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah. So, like, you know, it's hard to separate, but, like, you know, that match like i just can't stop thinking about walter and dragon off it was great it was yeah. um it was retro to a certain snapshot of pro wrestling but also stated the art. yeah because like i think it's definitely it was worked in the kind of style that you would expect from like i don't know uh, suzuki and kojima or something like that just like yeah. two like guys in their 50s in new japan mm-hmm. just beating the crap out of each other making their mouths bloody just mm-hmm. you know watching their chests just rip open from chops right. and everything. Uh, but it was also a WWE like thing. So it was like very highly polished, great right. camera angles, you know, uh, it could feel very cinematic, even though it was just, just a match in a, right. an empty performance center thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which yeah. is crazy too. imagine that in a full. Yeah. That was the place. one thing that one regret I would have is that like, it, it couldn't do it in front of an audience. Right. It would have that got, I mean, that would have been the luckiest audience in the world. Yeah, no, it would have it would have blown blown the doors off. It, it would have been great, yeah. especially like um, 
I love, and it doesn't happen a lot. Like I've seen like Trent seven do it and a, and a few other guys. Um, but like, I like when the uh, Osprey's done it a few times. I like when the British audience isn't buying it and then oh, you yeah. turn them by the end. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, like uh, that, that great um, Zack Sabre Jr. Will Osprey match where uh, Will Osprey won the British heavyweight title back uh, at right. the, at the uh, very end of last year. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So like, you know, that, like, I felt like they were like, uh, they were like, uh, Evil right. and Naido get. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were like, uh, you know, Osprey and uh, Zach again, and then by the end of it, like, not even far, far at the end of it. Forget about it. Like after yeah. the first exchange and reversals, that that uh, that crowd was locked in. So and, and and I I just can only imagine. I mean, like I watched it uh, with my friend, and she she's a you know a, a wrestling fan, but she didn't you know not deep enough that she knew these guys, and she was transfixed. So. Great, great match. Yeah, um, definitely. Man. Yeah. On, on the flip side, I watched a little All Japan from early in the year. Oh, when yeah. When I was still. Um, not, I didn't end up finishing the whole show because sometimes uh, my best buddy Coop said something about All Japan that I will take to the grave. Uh, and it's that All Japan is easy to watch. Mm. Like if I'm watching New Japan – and I'm not paying attention or I have a lot going on. I'm not really seeing it, yeah. but all Japan is kind of now, you know, a much more, uh, professional wrestling style. So, mm. you know, was, and, and that's why like veterans like Ultimo Dragon and Tajiri are still in some, you know, fairly premier matches that, because, you know, you could go Akiyama is still great, but I mean, the guy had cancer and he's 40, something almost 50 i think so yeah. um uh, like you know i i, you know, I, I enjoy all japan because i like a lot of the characters but um i've i read re i read afterwards that this series of shows mm. they stopped doing them they were like pay-per-views i guess oh, um okay. and um like just kind of like small because i was wondering where is all japan on like television right? yeah. <laughs> like i i think that they have like a samurai tv for like big shows but like not not a regular um, thing. Yeah. Hmm. And, um, but that's what it was. It was like a mini pay-per-view and there was a lot of like, uh, I think it was just a little too, a lot of my problem with it, not problem, but a lot of the, like the backstage promos were very relaxed, you know, hmm. cause they would just see, everybody seemed like they were just messing around and Mirahara and, uh, Yoshihashi were a tag team and dancing the whole time and everything else. Like it just seemed like, I'll tell you the weirdest thing about it. And WWE wrestlers do this as well. And probably some other wrestlers, but new Japan was really good about it. And, uh, AEW, I felt like was really good about it when there was no audience there from what I saw TNA as well. Yoshihashi and, and Miyahara came out and did their intros mm. exactly like if there were people there. Oh yeah. I hate that. You know, and yeah. like they were doing right. You know <laughs> I mean, I'm like, who like, like Yoshihashi's not even counting. Like who are you pandering to? <laughs> yeah. So like, um, you know, but it, it was, it was fun. It was cool to like, you've, you know, almost a year back, uh, but it was cool to catch up with like a lot of those guys, yeah. um, you know, and, and not much. And that's the other thing with new Japan. And I guess you could say this about new Japan. If you weren't invested is that not a lot has changed from the year and a half. I haven't seen any. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it's weird how other companies have been able to like adjust in summers were, you know, trying to pretend that the audiences were still there. Um I'm really glad like WWE has like 
figured it out and just been like, just talk, just be right. people in right. your characters instead of, you know, squeezing in your catchphrase and then looking at the camera like the audience is going to like talk with you. Doesn't right. make sense. Yeah. There's the assumption that I'm like, you know, that I'm doing it at home, which is like <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. You know what right. I mean? Like, I have like a mouthful of sandwich and, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm like chanting along uh, with uh, with Randy Orton or something. Yeah. Like. <laughs> He's depending on you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he needs your energy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I uh, managed to squeeze in uh, DDT's Ultimate Party 2020, uh, yeah, their, one of their that. biggest shows um, this week. It was a long show and it kind of nicely like uh splits with the intermission where the first what is it the first like six or seven or all right counting the pre-show matches first like seven matches are mostly comedy and you Mm -hmm. know bs and whatever good wrestling but you know um and then the last three are just straight up great matches uh, I re- I recommended the last half of the show. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna gonna yeah. check it. Honestly, the reason that I was uh, uh, was late today is that I was starting to put DDT on. Okay. And then I found that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame had happened last night. Oh yeah. And I I full disclosure, uh, I will yeah. never lie to you, my friend. Uh, I was five minutes late today because I was watching Depeche Mode get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. They're in that class. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's bittersweet because there's not, you know, there's not a performance and there's not, they're not there, but it was fun and they were having a good time and it was a different, a different time of the day when they, when they recorded their, their their stuff. So I I don't know where they all are, but Dave Kahan had started drinking and, uh, (laughs) Alex uh, said he was going to when this when this interview ended. So nice. Um, so it was just you know like it was super you know it was cool and I I there the Charlie Storm did the introduction and those guys are like the um, uh, soundtrack of my uh, of my youth. You know, yeah. like I, I am a I am I will be uh, and always will be, uh, I, I am and always will be and I'm sure my partner in the Deadites Tiny White agrees a. Uh, yeah whether we were making music for Chikara or just making like stuff, we were big Depeche Mode plagiarists. So nice. Um, you know, I was, yeah. I was excited, but that's when you texted me, they were just coming on. Right. And I was like, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be there in a minute. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't blame but, you. I, I, I T-Rex is in that, that class too. So I got to check that. I was so excited to, to, I was watching that vote while that was going on a lot because, um, and I was wrong, but for some reason I got it in my head that they couldn't be nominated for a mm. while after if they didn't, um, yeah, but like this was a, this was a dense class. I'm watching the next couple of years too. If you use Nine Inch Nails, who also got inducted as a litmus, mm-hmm. there's like Tori Amos and a lot of great people that are going to be eligible for the first time. Yeah, uh, you know now and and Nine Inch Nails is a was an oddity in the fact that they were eligible and they were inducted. Right, that doesn't ha- I mean Depeche Mode has been eligible for about four years. Right, so it's, it's been um, a while for them. Yeah, so. I I was psyched about it. It was a big deal. Bittersweet again because I would I I really enjoy that whole pop and circumstance. But um, it was fun. But I I I knew that I would have like if I like left that on pause. I knew I would be in like some state of like oh, <laughs> I wonder what Martin and David doing while I got them paused upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Are they in my Are they in my refrigerator? Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, like it it, it there. But I. I'm excited to watch those matches. I even was thinking about, I was, when I was in on set yesterday, 
I was going to ask you what the matches were, and I was going to um, try to find them on uh, uh, everyone's favorite uh, Russian YouTube uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to see. I mean, I, you know, if I'm going to be a pirate, I'm going to do it while I'm stuck in the middle of the woods. Yeah, uh, blood. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I didn't. Uh, I ended up getting distracted again. But I'm so excited. Who was who was those last three matches? Okay, uh, the last three matches were uh, Yuki Ueno versus Chris Brooks for the uh, DDT Universal Championship, kind of their mid card title. They put on mm -hmm. like a, you know, you're kind of typical like young guys like being very athletic. You know, mm -hmm. uh, chain wrestling kind of and high spot kind of match. Um, just great. I love Chris Brooks and DDT. The guy's like, I think the first time I saw him was in the GCW Orange Cassidy show uh, that they okay. did WrestleMania weekend uh, like a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and since then, he's just, he was a guy that impressed me, but was like, I was like, all right, he's an indie guy. But in DDT, he's, he seems to be living his best life. Uh -huh. uh, he's great at the, the wrestling part, but he's also just game for whatever stupid, you know, you, you they're going to have a, a match in a water park. He's going to sure. be there doing a figure four down a water slide, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple guys that, um, I can say that about, uh, yeah. I think that Mike Bennett, uh, being essentially, you know, his main primary wrestling place for a while made mm -hmm. him a much better yeah. wrestler than he would have been otherwise. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that uh, was a definitely a match worth watching. Uh, how long was that? Yeah, like uh, just quick fourteen minutes of just solid action. Okay. Uh, yeah, and yeah, the story going in was Ueno, uh, you know, challenging for this title after he challenged for their top title like twice in a row and lost each time. So uh, good to see him get uh, his you know another chance at some title. Uh, the second to last match is very up your alley. It was a uh, Jun Akiyama. Versus uh, Kanusuke Takeshita. Um, just a solid, just kind of like a Walter Dragunov match. Not as good, but uh -huh. a very, very good, like, just solid, stiff fight uh, between, I don't know how old Takeshita is, but Akiyama's definitely a veteran. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, okay, 25 versus, <laughs> he, he's, he, old, he looks older than he is. And, yeah, it was about elevating Takeshita. Um, in in terms of his uh, experiences with a, an, a King's Road style uh, mm -hmm. match, so love that one. And the main event was Tetsuya Endo versus uh, Daisuke Sas Sasaki uh, in a match about uh, Sasaki and Endo actually both turning on each other within the same faction and feuding for their top title. Uh, I don't think I know Daisuke Sasaki like. He's kind of been like on the lower card like for a while. Um, so the story going in, I think going into their King of DDT tournament, uh, Endo was the champion and uh -huh. he wanted to win the tournament so he could declare his challenger for their big show. And his, his choice for challenger was Kenny Omega. Uh -huh. And I'm sure if, you know, 2020 didn't happen, they would have sure. done that. It would have been one of the best matches of the year. Uh, but I guess the, this must have been a, a curveball they threw. Just to have a Sasaki who's mostly like a hardcore guy, like in their lower mid card, but you know, very good, usually in contention for titles and stuff. Uh, great look. He's got a very like goth look for him. Yeah, um, I 
I know I've stopped on the name because I'm a giant fan of Daisuke Sakamoto. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially like I, I, I don't, what's funny is I don't see him as much in his home promotion, but like when he's doing like indie stuff and, and special stuff, like, right. Um, so I always stop on the name uh, when I see Sasaki, but yeah, I don't, I haven't really seen him yet. Yeah. Uh, this is just like a good, like a good match of like, you know, storytelling pathos. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, their faction mates come in and out a little bit and uh, interfere, but it's just a solid match. Uh, yeah. I, I was all into all three of them, and I think it would be two. I was into Endo when I saw it. Um, yeah. When I started watching, when I watched a bunch in 2018. Yeah. Um, uh, I was I I was into to him. Um, yeah. And uh, there was a few guys there on, on that show. Uh, I think that. Um. Wait, am I getting? He's not Hashimoto's kid, is he? Uh. I don't think so. No, yeah, I no. think he fought Hashimoto's kid on the first show. That yeah, he, yeah. Who uh, Hashimoto's kid looks like a much smaller him, like right? Not as, yeah, not not as big of a rice fan, right? But because uh, <laughs> that dude, I watched uh, like they used to have uh, in Zero One, they would just have like segments, and all of them just had like Hashimoto eating like like the you know it, I, I think it was what he was really doing because he was right. like still had like a sumo. In like martial, okay. like heavyweight martial arts, like background, right. but like he'd just be shoveling like rice into like his <laughs> his, his face. It, it, like I say, it was saying it would be almost uh, regressive if if I don't think that that like when they walked up with a camera, what he was actually doing yeah. at that time. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like yeah, I, I was I was pretty, um, I, I, you know that his name, uh, and I'm sure that that uh, for a lot of. Uh, white Caucasian American fans who grew up in central Massachusetts. Um, any name that like stands out that isn't just a, like a, you know, a Japanese, like sir, surname, like always like sticks out to me because, you know, like I, you know, I, I, I struggle with, uh, you know, being from Massachusetts. And- oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I'm yeah. still like getting to know the DDT roster and it's been like uh-huh. a year of having their service and watching stuff regularly. So. Yeah. I, my trick to, to try to learn and I never got quite to it in DDT is I go to cage match and I, pa- I zoom past the results. So I don't see them. Right. Click on the card and cut and paste it and just have that with me while I'm like watching it, you know, yeah. every once in a while it'll be like four guys and there'll be no, you know, in all the in all the like card uh, ticker tape will be in the the cryon will be in like Japanese, and I'll be like, well, yeah, I, this <laughs> this could be either team, but yeah, there's a uh, tag match that's what like oh yep, it's a four way elimination match, which means there's eight people in the match, and oh no, is it no three people per team, so three times over twelve people in the match, and I'm just like, you know, I'm happy everybody's getting a paycheck. That's right. <laughs> that's where right, I'm at right. with this match. It's fine, you know. Uh, luckily, like that was pretty short, but also got followed up with a weapons rumble that I enjoyed for the comedy. Um, Do you? Um, uh, yeah, the rumble I saw was uh, like people could decide who was eliminated or something like that. Oh it was no, cra- it was the craziest thing that I had ever like seen. Like I've, I've... this this one was um, a one where in like in in timed intervals. Like every mm-hmm. two minutes, or whatever, uh, a new weapon chosen by one of the guys in the match would get oh, introduced, and like some of them were choosing like jobbers to come out and fight 
<laughs> like assist characters in Smash Brothers and stuff. <laughs> like, awesome. Yeah, here Kago Makamura. He's he's the first weapon, and he just does like a couple of drop kicks and then gets a limb. And they get beaten up a bunch. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, question number one hundred and one of uh, of us getting to know each other. Do you prefer mm-hmm. Japanese commentary on Japanese shows or English commentary? I prefer. Okay. English for the sake of having the context of things uh-huh. like Kevin Kelly does a great job right. of like, you know, letting you know, this is where this wrestler has been, or these two wrestlers have a two, three record between each other or uh-huh. whatever. Like that stuff is great. I love the emotion of a Japanese announced team though. Yeah. I agree. Like, that's the thing that like, I wish I could have both. And I, you know, uh-huh. it's not still not quite the same when Kevin Kelly's trying to be a Japanese announcer. And that's what it came up. I came up with obviously, you know, getting tapes and stuff. The yeah. um, uh, the Japanese commentary. So I I do like it, but I have to say, over the last couple of years, Kevin Kelly does something that um, uh, nobody has done since Jim Ross in early WCW, yeah. and he really makes professional wrestling seem like a sport. Yeah, and uh, he he does it so naturally that you know he he uh, handles Yano properly and he handles yeah. you know uh you know the uh the open weight title brawls properly and everything else like i really enjoy him especially at g1 time when he has a lot of records and, and yeah and stuff so um but i think at the end of the day like i uh, if it's a good team you know like you can't beat like that milano jushin Liger, mm-hmm. like team is so like you know, infectious when you, when I do listen to it. And I saw a bunch of it cause I, you know, wasn't going to wait for English commentary a lot in the G. Same. Early on. Yeah. I, 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 skipped, yeah. I just went to straight to the Japanese thing. Right. Um, so, but it, you know, I fell behind. I, but for like, I would say DVT is probably the most cause new Japan. I mean, all Japan, I'm a, I know a lot of those guys yep. and B it's, and I think because I know 40 to 60% of the roster I'm able to to figure out who else it is in the match, like that the, mm-hmm. you know, like like well if that's John Akiyama and that's Tajiri, mm-hmm. um, these other two guys must be these two guys, and so over time in in one Champions Carnival, I think I I figured like you know, everybody out, and it, like I said, it hasn't changed a lot. Um, there's one very Chikari character in All Japan now who like yeah. does like a snake thing that hits people in the face like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he hits everybody. He'll go crazy and hit his partner. And I thought that was entertaining, but uh, I, I didn't like I. Uh, even though his name was in English, I couldn't pronounce it. It was like it was like the first couple times I saw uh, Slack in um, GCW. Like I yeah. had no idea. I still probably said it wrong. Like I didn't say that dude's name. I was like, is his name Salak? Like yeah, yeah. See the Star Wars monster, but yeah. So I I think if you pressed me, I would say I enjoy Japanese commentary better, but those I'll always, if it's an option, go to the American commentary because, um, uh, you know, I, I really, I, I think Kevin Kelly and Rocky Romero and Chris Charlton, um, yeah. are really great though. I do miss, oh, man, I, again, we'll talk about this later. I, like I do miss, uh, Kevin Kelly and, and, and Don Callis. Yeah. They were a good like, team too. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'll definitely, I, I will, I'll try to take those in by next week. And I also want to go back and watch Peter Pan too, because that's a show mm-hmm. that yeah. uh, is, is always really real fun. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, you want to switch over to Power Struggle since we're yep. the Japan yeah, Japanese? yeah. Um, first off, I love, I love like if we're gonna keep like praising Kevin Kelly, I love that he like will say like Jay White has like is seven and zero oh in this right. arena or whatever. It really yeah, does that. help help make it feel like a sport or like you know Ibushi's like one and twelve or something like that. Right, it helps. Yeah, no, I I love that because. So I'm not a baseball fan, uh, mm-hmm. but I lived with uh, and was married to a giant baseball fan. And Boston, in my lifetime, has always been spoiled with incredible baseball commentators. And on a nice summer day, if I was just kind of hanging out, like in the basement, I would just – I didn't care about the game, but I really enjoyed listening to them ply their craft. And, and that's yeah. what Kevin Kelly and, and Rocky Romero, and, and then you add Chris Charlton to that, really reminds me of, like just great – uh, sports commentators like treating it like a sport i love it yeah me too what'd you think of power struggle um you know if i when i got it in my head to because i don't get to see AEW weekly television so when i got it in my head i was going to watch uh full gear so we could talk about it um mm-hmm. i i already knew i wasn't excited about the power struggle card yeah. um because i already knew what the last three matches were going to entail Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, if, but for whatever reason, if you pressed me, I still would have said I was more excited for power struggle because I'm a new Japan Homer and, yeah. uh, I didn't care for the show. Uh, I had one great match in my opinion and a really good match with, um, uh, I, I thought that the Jay white and Kota Bushi match was, was good. Yeah. Yeah. I was but, um, that one. I'm sick of every single one of those goddamn last three matches, I don't ever <laughs> need to right. see them again. I think my eyes completely, like if you told, if you asked me to tell you something that happened in Kenta Tanahashi, I couldn't do it. My eyes just blazed over for the 15, 20 minutes of that, that match lasted. And I like had to go back and be like, Oh, Oh, the last like five minutes were just trading submissions. And it, I've seen right. that, you know, in the G one or whatever already. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what hits me is that this is the fourth time that they've main evented in a year that had a, a, a truncated schedule yeah. uh, with the same main event. Yeah. And Naito Evil, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's so not New Japan, in my yeah. opinion. Like, you know, like uh, the only thing that comes close to it, and I didn't complain, and these were like, you know, a year to six months apart was that great trilogy of matches that ended in Madison Square Garden that Kota Ibushi and Naido had. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, uh, but again, like, man, like, and it just doesn't work for me. Like, it's yeah. for whatever reason, like, it doesn't work for me. A, like, I, I like Jay White fine, but, mm. like, I feel like if Jay White and Kenta are both before evil, like, mm. I've seen, like, it's like a band coming out and playing the same set and I just don't need to hear Born to Run as much as I love it, like a third time. Yeah. Like by the time, and it's just the same stuff. Yeah, I know. Um, I like thought this was one of the better Naito Evil matches. Yeah. But it was still like more or less the same. Right. Well, like, they better be good by now. Like, <laughs> right. They keep doing it over and over again. Um that was another thing early on, like even in the baseball park match, which I, I think that was my favorite. Yeah. I was amazed that how little, how forced their chemistry seemed. Yeah, um, it's weird. 
for two guys who've yeah, like known but, each other and traveled together for years. Right. You know, uh, so I don't know. Uh, I, I, I remember thinking, so the first match, uh, just we'll, we'll go in order for a second, I guess that okay. first match, I have no interest in that at all. That's yeah. like, I don't like Yano. Yano is, okay. I've said, uh, uh, I was made fun of often on the Hossman show for saying <laughs> Yano is my Vietnam. Um, it, it just like gets, he just like, I don't know, like, uh, but I can tolerate that there is a Yano yeah. in, within that. You know what I mean? Like if, you know, Yano doing his thing in a tag match or Yano, you know, yeah. having a singles match, but this weird King of pro wrestling thing. Yeah. And, and like, this is the dumbest stipulation so far. <laughs> it's, it, very, it's very much a ripoff of one of DDT's titles where the champion can just create, you oh, know, nice. a new uh, know stipulation. That. Yeah. It's uh, the part where it's like, there's like a tournament, and then it becomes a four-way match or something like that every year. Yeah. That's weird. I'm not really a big fan of that. But, like, yeah. the idea of – I think Yano's – I like Yano a lot. I think he's the right wrestler. If you're, if you're going to do this, he's the guy who's going to have the fun stipulation or whatever. Right. Uh, this was – and I liked the, the Sabre um, Jr. Yano G1 match a lot. Yeah, that was – I thought that was very funny. Yano match of that yeah. tournament. But also, like – I don't you know need to see it a month later or whatever it's been, mm-hmm. you know, and longer than the right. original was. This was like this kind of dragged. Um, I like I thought the ending was cute, um, but yeah, I did. It was not a good start. To I have my fingers crossed that you know that awesome that exchange. Uh, geez, I might be getting my two Yano Zack Saber Junior matches, but mm-hmm. there was an exchange at the end of this where they were trading like pinfalls and like yeah. rolling out of stuff. Like Yano can go. Yeah, like, yeah, I think Yano would be my. I mean, I love Cole Cabana. I think Yano would be my favorite if it was not all just that thing, you yeah. know. And he didn't. And he didn't like now he's tying folks to stuff and taping folks all the freaking time. <laughs> like if he did different yeah. stuff, even and mixed it up, like he'll make like he's charming in it, and he'll make me laugh. Like uh, when he was saying. Uh, let's not throw each other into the corners. Let's right. like have a gentleman's agreement or whatever. Yeah. But I think the biggest sin of this match, and I'll accept it during the G1 because, you know, everybody's fighting everybody and Yano's going to be the night off in, in one of those two blocks, is yeah. that that's a waste of Zack Sabre as Zack Sabre off. Uh, uh, like, you don't get awesome Zack Sabre stuff. And putting him in that match, you also don't get a dangerous Tekka's tag right. match. You know, where... I, I mean, granted, there aren't a lot of challengers for them, but I would have rather seen them in a factional non-title match even, you know, and you could have, yeah. you know, like, but they're just going to be coasting now to the end of tag league to, until they find out who they, they fight. Uh, right. If they're yeah. even in tag league. Yeah. I don't, uh, I wish that I, I definitely would take a, a dangerous techers, um, sure. tag match over this as like the opening match, even like a non-title match between like them and a random pairing, you know, just as a preview of tag league. I mean, uh, Sonata and um, what's his name? The Ticking Tie Bomb. Oh yeah, like, Hiromu, yeah. yeah Hiromu weren't do, weren't doing anything. Yeah, you know that's a that's a great match there. And you also it's also weird too where you might have done that normally to get a like a, a non title pin to do something. in we've lost a big show this year because we're not getting um, King of New Japan. Yeah, uh, King of which was, 
Pro yeah. Wrestling, yeah, which would have been the October show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm afraid. I hope they didn't replace it with this fucking dumb <laughs> trophy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but because uh, that's my that's usually, um, you know, it's all it's the one that it's not the one where they like set up all the matches for January fourth. Right. But it's usually the one where like if if you know, they set up the last couple and like kind of like, you know, Jericho would show up again. And right, like, yeah. Where the, uh, and I think that's where they did uh, that very fun Jericho versus Evil uh, US title match. I think that was in October. Yep. And like um, that, yeah. yeah. And, but I, but like that's where the plot thickens a little bit. You know, like I always like enjoy that show because there's always like some, uh, some spicy booking in that to kind of, you know, yeah. make, make stuff go down. But, you know, Power no spicy struggle. booking this time. <laughs> no, like, like real Memphis. Um, yeah, I, I am so glad the election. Um, uh, not to skip ahead, but we're we're not talking about the only really good match on the show, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and that's Shingo and Suzuki. Yeah. And that was, I mean, I I understand. I fully expect a lot of people to not love this match. Right. Um, it's just hard because it's a third. It's another one that we've had third, way too right. many rematches. So right. it's always I good. Love, yeah. Right. And it's also 50-50 books so far, which I'm not, I'm not crazy about because yeah. not that I love it anywhere, but in New Japan, uh, Suzuki might move on to something else now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so right. it just, uh, but I think that, um, like, I don't like, that uh, let me rephrase that i just like this mm-hmm. like like we talked about you know like walter and everything else yeah. like i like hard striking and, and strong style if you will and i'm a big big fan I, I really buy into um you know suzuki's thing and shingo's yeah. another one shingo did a year in america and mm-hmm. i saw him all the friggin' time for a while uh including okay. a great match with that uh, and I think Philadelphia was against Morishima when Morishima was the Ring of wow. Honor champion. Wow, lucky, um, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's when he was doing his, like, you know, super strong man. Uh, he was doing, like, Iron Sheik demonstrations at the beginning yeah, of matches yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so Shingo's another one, and I love Dragon Gate, too. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of his, and it's just, again, like, it's two guys I like who do a thing mm-hmm. that I like. Yeah. You could interchange Ishii in in there and it would be the issue in there and it would be the same you know yeah. what i mean like it's just the thing that i like so i i did like this match i do think that it was the uh again they better have this shit together three right. times in but i i do think that i like that it told the story that mm. um shingo uh, you know shingo was a you know a home run hitter versus yeah. uh suzuki being a very good power hitter like all the right. time and just wearing him down like you know and suzuki just hitting bombs and the the middle right. section where suzuki was like looked legitimately unconscious yeah. um when he was like getting hit uh and stuff and didn't go down but didn't go down for the like was out on his feet but still up like yeah, i love that great like, acting I, yeah i gave it a uh I, I i um uh i I think I gave it four uh, four stars. I I, I enjoyed it, but I mean, yeah. again, I understand that 
you know, it's not, it's not for anybody. It's one of those things I often say that there are some bands that I grew up with yeah. that I appreciate do different things. You know, even if I don't like, I don't, I may right. not like contemporary Metallica, but I appreciate that they're not doing Master Puppets 3.0. Yeah, right. But I mean, I've seen K, I've never seen KMFDM, but I've seen, you know, I, I love KMFDM and I love Iron Maiden. And if they do, if they do something that's not that, it's not that anymore. So, I mean, if, if, you know, if every six or eight months Suzuki and uh, Shingo are paired up or uh, Ishii and one of those guys, like, mm. that's what I want. Like, yeah. you know, I want that thing. It's it's almost the equivalent of, like, putting, if you put, like, Will Ospreay and, um, you know, like the Young Bucks or somebody. Like, mm. you know what you're going to get. Right. But of those two things, this is the one that I like. So, I appreciated that, but that was, yeah. um, that was the whole show for me. Uh, yeah, I, that's fair. <laughs> what did you like? Uh, what did you think of, uh, you said Kenta, same thing. Like I yeah. was, uh, I can't, I, 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 I always, because I try to rate things and put them on my Facebook page uh, mm -hmm. meticulously. I started and stopped this match four times cause I find <laughs> myself on my phone and I was, uh, checking edits and stuff on my, like I had updated, right. uh, my new book onto Amazon and I was like, kind of like making sure that I dotted the T's and, and crotch, scratched out all the eyes and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, like, I kept having to restart it. Like, um, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. And I used to love them. I used to travel to almost mm. anywhere short of, you know, over overseas to see Kenta when he yeah, was around. Um, especially when everyone's, uh, every few times in ring of honor, he'd uh, team with Mara Fuji and uh, right that's that's those were that's great. a good those team are, yeah yeah a brian danielson marafuji and it was in the place where the knicks practice and it was oh, marafuji um and kenta versus i believe couldn't uh i don't think it it was when joe was hanging out with jay lethal but i still think it was i'll have to go check but i still think it was brian danielson and, and samoa joe and okay. uh it was something it, it was yeah. it was a really great match and joe did his like like congratulatory like you know putting those guys over like yeah uh you know like we won tonight but you guys are the real deal <laughs> and like at that moment i fell in love with kenta because all joe said was glowing things and kenta grabbed the microphone and said samoa joe i don't speak english <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, love it. I was roaring but like you know i'm a big kenta fan and yeah and me I, too and i out of the ring, mm. this is my favorite Kenta. I think. Yeah. But if he's, I mean, I, I mean, I love uh, Tana, but right. I feel the same. Kenta and Naido do the same thing for me. Mm. If they are fighting the right person, it's a great match. But yes. if they are fighting somebody who is too similar to them, mm. it's just you know not not very good. Yeah, I think this was. I mean, well, now I don't remember, but I like. I like their chemistry together, and I like Kenta. Like he's doing great character work, mm -hmm. which is great because he's in the latter half of his career now. Um, but and same with Tanahashi. But it's like we just saw this match, and this time it's like not a G one match. There's it's just for the chance to challenge for a title that's that wrapped around the world, and who knows when that's going to happen. Like I don't know if they're going to get John Moxley to come to Japan for January fourth. Well, they missed their spot too because I mean, 
they were running that show in 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 yeah. the United States. So if he was ever going to hop on a, I mean, that's a not for nothing, but that's a thirty-five minute flight, I think. Like, yeah, from from Long Beach to Las Vegas. So yeah, um, you know, like I, right. if he's you know, and it's not a bad drive either. I'm told. No, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, like so, if he was ever going to go and do it. I mean, obviously, like, you know, that's a money match where you don't want to have. But I don't know. Like, I was really excited about Moxley, Zack Sabre because I couldn't imagine it. Yeah. Um, I know exactly what Moxley Kenta is going to be. And yeah. I'm, I, I'm waiting for something just to have it happen, you know, right. like just yeah. to move the dial. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't get invested in it because it's just like, what, what's Tanahashi going to do with the U.S. title? Like, I don't think right. he, his character really cares about that thing. Um, what would you yeah. think about the Great Okan? You know, I forgot about the, the Mexico Great Ocon. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that match was very good. Right. Um, That's fair. I, I mean, I thought it was fine. I thought it yeah. was like a, an average. If I was star rating it, I would say two and a half, like right up, right up the middle. Yeah. Of you know, just a normal match. You know. Yeah. Um, but I. It was, it was a solid, the, like young, uh, uh, former young lion comes back, fights a big, uh, big name match. You know, just right. it, it established his. Uh, his his offense basically and his character yeah they should have had i mean i don't know armchair booking but i would have preferred if on this show and i get i guess then you don't have a card unless you want to add another match i i would have preferred that on this show he fought like a dad yeah. or um you know a lesser person from a faction because i feel like there's an argument to be made that losing to okada doesn't make you look bad or anything like it's yeah. okada but at the same time okada's been like making people fall asleep <laughs> so like that's <laughs> right. not a very flattering yeah. like thing for like your new monster guy and i love i love his gimmick i love mm. that i don't know what sort of yoki he is uh, yeah. i want to do some more to me he looks like um i believe they're called yangshi which mm. is uh, Chinese hopping vampires like okay, that's yeah. like what it looks like to me like if you watch um you know, uh, Mr. Vampire or mm. encounters a spooky kind or something. Oh yeah. Uh, rigor mortis, which is a contemporary version of that, which is great. Um, you know, they're, they're in Japan, in ancient Japan, your legs would be bound mm. when you passed away, you know? And, uh, the reason that they did that, I believe was so that you couldn't get up and walk away because you weren't in a lot of cases, you weren't buried, uh, or before you were buried, you were the, put like an equivalent of a board which just looked like a warehouse full of coffins and um the hopping vampires hopped because their teeth were bound uh their feet were bound yeah. and they like walked like like this and they like would be weird like just kind of like so it's a it's got to be a very similar type of i think so uh, too yeah ghost to what that is and i love it and i love that he shrieks every time yeah he strikes uh, <laughs> even when it's like not like it's it's a great deal of concent underrated amount of concentration like when he did the pumping kick and shrieked like i was like <laughs> i was like like oh man like i'm i'm all in and yeah. i'm a big osprey fan despite his, uh his his best efforts to make me not not <laughs> right um and i love his his whole get up and drinking like I do like like his his transition into like a british stereotype of some kind <laughs> yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah um I I like I almost would have liked like he seemed a lot like Kenny Omega and my favorite thing about Kenny Omega in New Japan 
um, was that he was very aloof. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you couldn't really like peg him. And like you said, this is definitely that thing. This is definitely, you know, British Ric Flair, James Bond, yeah. Pip Cherry O. You know right. what I mean? Like it, it's like Rocky Romero kept saying he had a monocle on. <laughs> right, but he didn't. didn't but it's yeah. like, but emotionally he had a monocle on. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that, you know, I just, you know, I, I'm excited for that. That is right now my match that I'm most jacked about, uh, for Wrestle Kingdom because they've never had anything other than like a great uh, match, brushing yeah. up against five star match. Uh, I, and I love it and I love the arc and I, I don't know. One thing that, that ghetto is great at is long-term storytelling. Yeah, definitely. Better than anyone. And if the, if the WWE does it, it's almost incidentally like somebody will say like hey like Miz and Randy yeah. Orton fought you know 12 years ago in the same, you know what I mean like yeah it's always it's an not, accident with them or yeah, like right some like something went someone got injured and you had to pull in an old rival right. to fill in and exactly. it wound up being great somehow you know but if you were to watch um you know I, I nobody would put them maybe and I love them still and I wouldn't put them on the pedestal of a mega Okada mm-hmm. but in the same way that those matches told the story if you watch uh from is was it uh wasn't Dominion was it power is it was a power struggle where the junior champion was fighting the the world champion uh, uh usually it's the anniversary show when they do that oh right yeah you're right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. in like from that match to the G1 matches mm-hmm. um, to whatever this Wrestle Kingdom match happens, that's a story in itself. Yep. And it's self-contained and it's going to work. And much like that, I mentioned that awesome Zack Sabre-Will Ospreay match. Um, it happened in different feds. Mm-hmm. And Will Os- Zack Sabre had done one of his moves. Uh, Will Ospreay had done one of his moves in the uh, New Japan match that they had. Zack Sabre took a dump out of the ring. Mm-hmm. And here, uh, Osprey, and they didn't talk about it because it was a different Fed. But here, Osprey was getting in between, so Zack Saber couldn't get like out of the like out of the ring the same way. Uh, so that's yeah. like, great storytelling, and Guido like uh, leans into that definitely. Uh, you know, and if you have the right artist, the right dance partners, if mm-hmm. you will, to like, you know, like they'll add flourishes of in ring stuff that they'll call back to. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's the, it's the perfect storm, right? Yeah. You have two great wrestlers, you have a great booker, and you have Kelvin Kelly. Yes. Like, to kind of help, like, grease the wheel. Pushing up a little bit, yeah. Things. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I, I, I mean, it's it's great when it works. Um, as we get to the end of this, uh, and before I forget, I do wish that I, I, again, being old school, think that you have this guy, he's unique, he doesn't look like anything else, Japanese uh, fans love that sort of thing. They got into Zuka, Zuka mm-hmm. or whatever. I can never say his name. I used to call him Azuka, and I found out that that's not how you say his name, and now yeah. I can't say it. But like they, you know, he that guy was the shit. Yeah, and and they and they, you know, they loved his his Bruiser Brody. Mm-hmm. You know, running around with the chain stick. Like this guy is going to be a big deal for them. And you know, I don't know what his trajectory is here, and if he'll change a lot. But like in America, sometimes you see a guy. Like John Silver, who we're going to talk about later. Yep. Um, as great as he is, is what he's doing. He's going to be a big character babyface at one point mm. because people want to love his shtick. You know. Yep. Uh, I mean, and, and, and it happens. You know, Naito mm. and um, 
you know, there's, um, there's, there's probably somebody obviously that I'm forgetting who, I mean, Jay White is going to ha- be a monster. Yes. Kenny Omega level baby face. I'm, I'm ready for the Jay White face turn eventually. Yeah. Um, I'm glad Don- Donald Trump lost the election because I would be embarrassed to say that I think as invested as I was in this election, I would be more upset that for the first time ever, someone took away the G1 <laughs> yeah. briefcase and how they did it. Like I was, I was livid. I turned it off. I didn't finish the show till this morning. Yeah. Uh, I turned it off wow. and I went, I went away Yeah, because I was like, so on a wrestling high, I started power struggle, watched full gear yeah. and watched uh, the next couple uh, matches in power struggle. And uh, like I was, I, I liked the match fine though. Again, the first time I saw Kota Bushi elbow Jay White in the face and drop him, and yeah. he looked like 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 I like like I was like yeah. Right. And this time I was like, yeah, it's the you third. Know, like time. I was like right, the third it's time weird. in close proximity. Yeah, it's the one because like I mean, New Japan also fifty fifty books most of the time, but usually it's like a match happened in October and then they had a rematch in the New Japan Cup and it went the other way. And then the G1 happened and it went the other way. And this time, because the condensed cal- calendar is just like once a month, we're seeing Jay White and Ibushi. And right. it's like too much for these guys. They can't come up with new stuff. I right. Think. It's, it's just the same thing, except this time Jay White won with his foot on the ropes. I like mm-hmm. Jay White taking the, the briefcase as much mm-hmm. as it's, you know, some, some like BS that's going to result in another, probably another two night tournament of some kind, you know. But well, I wonder if if uh, so they're not letting it go. So right. something is going to happen. Yeah. Um, I to me, before Kota Ibushi came out in the last match and did a save for Naido in the night, uh, might as well jump to that calamity. Yeah. Um, Jay White, I don't, I don't love. I pref- of all the three variations that we're getting from this in Bullet Club, and they were yeah. on a one, two, three on the top of the card tonight. Yeah, yeah. Ghetto and Jay White know how to cheat and like make it look, I guess, real. Okay, like, yeah. for evil and Dick Togo, and I love Dick Togo, don't, and it just yeah. really stretches the credibility. Like, honestly, like Red Shoes, like, uh, like turns into like the, the, uh, the, the, like, the guy that the like the Marx Brothers are like making fun of or something, a Keystone Cop. All of a sudden, he's Jerry Lewis in the middle of the ring. He's like, oh, I gotta look over here for no reason. Yeah, because somebody's getting garroted. Like that's like right. You know, Sudden, just suddenly that spot it. where he throws the like Naito's leg is like a cannonball into Red Shoes after twelve years of it just being like him right. catching it. Or to, uh, this one, I think that. Um, oh no, that was Kenta. Kenta landed yeah. on top of him from the kick out. Again, it's just so hot. It's three of the same iterations mm-hmm. of the same match. You know, yeah. um, it's like a bad remix record where none of them are, are different enough to have their own validity. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and this is fine. This is a what's theoretically this is an okay match. Like uh, for Naito, like it's you know what I mean. Like yeah. Uh, He's not doing, you know, evil doesn't take him out of his comfort zone for better or worse. Mostly worse. It's just, it's right. It's just so boring. Like, I hate to be so negative, but it's just, I just don't, I, I, it's just so boring. And then the, I I mean, pop for Kota Ibushi coming out again, because I thought 
that both Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi losing mm-hmm. was a slam bunk dunk that that was going to be uh, up to wrestle. That was going to be the next Wrestle Kingdom match. And yeah, I liked the matches they had and that led to their like mentorship and, and stuff like that. But like, I don't uh, like when he lost to Tanahashi in the G1 and then mm-hmm. won to Tanahashi in the G1 that next year, yeah. those were two special matches that I feel like, you know, and they did yeah. the right thing. They made him a team. Like, there's no reason to, like, I don't care about that match, I guess. I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'm not excited about that match at all. It just seems like a match for having a, a, a match thing. Yeah, and, it's, it's weird booking. But I wonder, I think we're going to get, and I could be wrong, because, again, I don't know what Tanahashi's going to do then, mm-hmm. but I think we're going to get... Uh, and really, who cares? Because they're really making Tanahashi look like a clown. But um, I think we're going to get a three-way. Interesting. I don't know how it's going to come about. But yeah. Like, and I'm a little more excited about that because I'm always excited for Naito Ibushi. Yeah. I'm, uh, I've been weighing that, too. It's interesting because, like, they had a press conference today. I don't know if you saw this, but Naito no, said he wants to – have a match of his, like uh, an opponent of his choosing on the first night of Wrestle Kingdom and then face the G1 briefcase holder, whoever that right. may be at the time, right. on January 5th. Um, and also the commentary has been pushing that he wants to defend the two titles separately. So I don't know what we're right. going to do. We could get multiple Naito matches on mo- multiple nights, but I'm, I'm really yeah. hoping that that first part about a challenger of his choice, I hope that gives us Hiromu versus Naito finally. Oh, I, yeah, you're right. That would be great, too. Yeah. Though, I, again, like, I do think not putting him in the G1 yeah. was a, a step back for him. Like, it seems like too. now, you know, he lost the Evil, even though mm-hmm. it was a good match. And now he's just in this underwhelming. And I'm going to go on record and say I think um, – uh, Super Juniors is going to be great this year just because uh, I, I think expectations for everybody will be tempered. Yeah. But he's in this underwhelming Super Juniors card. And yeah. um, I mean, uh, bracket. And, and I, I just feel like he's, I mean, it's cool. We're going to get him. And I'm excited that we're probably going to get two more matches of him. And if they don't do, what you said, which I hope to, we're going to get two more matches of him, uh, going, you know, uh, the, uh, baseball stadium show. I forget what they, that was, was a, was a re- one of my favorite junior matches in a while. Yeah. So I think we're going to get two more of that, uh, at wrestle kingdom and at the finals of the best. Of, uh, if for no other reason, there's not anybody. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like there's only two people who, uh, have any marketability to win that tournament. Right. Yeah, same. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see. It. Yeah, too bad. Power struggle, a little bit of a letdown, but nope. yeah, it doesn't even feel like it was necessary from like a storyline perspective in a lot of ways. I don't know. No, I mean, you had a whole great Okan match. Yep. Beat them just to have that promo that, not that they do things this way, yep. but you could have had, you know, Okada in a tux too and those two standing in the middle of the <laughs> ring at the end yeah. having that same you know, that was what the match was about. Yeah. It could have been done during the press conference they did this morning. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, oh, but if well. you wanted to do it in the ring, 
Um, I mean, uh, I, I used to rebel. And again, I still, you know, he hasn't done anything to make me. I used to rebel against uh, uh, Guido, people saying Guido's Americanizing wrestling. Yeah. Because if he is, he's, uh, you know, American. the best version of it. <laughs> yeah. To, and he's also doing like Memphis in 1979. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're getting the Attitude Era again. But, yeah. you know, I would have been probably, I would have been pissed about it on paper. Mm-hmm. But in you know, with having the hindsight of knowing what we've got, and again, it wasn't a bad match. With, but I, I, I don't know. Now that guy has now Okan has a loss, yep. and Okada has a win. That you know, who cares that you beat the guy that uh, was not even you know did had a like middling young lions tournament right. last time that he was in before his excursion. You know, yeah. so like, you know, right. I don't know. It, and they brought that up, which they almost don't often do. They like brought up his young lion and excursion mm-hmm. and and everything else, which they didn't do with the uh, um, with the great uh, what's his name with the uh, uh, Watto. Uh, Watto, yeah, yeah. Waterburger, the Grandmaster, um, yeah, the way of the Great. Grandmaster. <laughs> um, but yeah, now on the flip side, I have to thank you because I, um, your. Uh, already like dialing in on your taste and being like you liking similar things. The fact that you liked AEW so much. And I was Mm. so like, you know, for me, I enjoyed AEW when I had cable, but I also enjoyed uh, TNA or impact or whatever it's called now. And both, you know, like I didn't really miss either one of them. I was watching the pay-per-views of, of uh, all uh, AEW, but I didn't see the last one. Mm. Um, And uh, I, I feel, I don't know. Like I know, cause I've seen all the pay-per-views that they're not always this good, Yeah, but this was the show of the year so far. In my this opinion. was this. Yeah. Full gear was incredible. Um, uh-huh. I think it, it, what it, the only thing it lacked was like a real Holy shit, like moment that's like uh-huh. newsworthy, but like um, how many matches were there? Were like what? Seven or eight matches. All of them. Very good. Like uh-huh. all of them. Good to great. Let's yep. say. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you think of the Matt Hardy like compound matches? Because I feel like that's very outside of your comfort zone. Um, I liked this one. Uh, TNA, I mean TNA, AEW, because I like that stadium match too. I, I, I pushed back against people saying it was like the most original thing that they've ever seen because I, you know, have yeah. seen, you know, DDT in the in the stadium and DDT, DDT in the Tokyo Dome empty right. match and DDT and at the like summer camp and like you know what i mean like yeah they, and i felt like that was definitely that right but i think this was one of the better cinematic matches i've seen and the reason i think that is that the cinematic stuff they did the real edited stuff mm-hmm. was jarring almost because a lot of it seemed live for the yeah. you know especially when they got inside the dome Right, you once they I got mean? inside like, that dome, it was like a regular yeah. match. And mm-hmm. they seemed to do just what they were planning for their previous match that went off the rail. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't get it. I, 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 my, I guess my only complaint about it, man, is that, like, I don't know. So I watch this. I watch a lot of paper. And next time I'll, I'll – I'll, I, I thought of it when I went to bed after. I should have uh, hit you up and asked, like uh, – uh, when my wrestling friends chat is not everybody's watching the show, which is almost always at least one person mm-hmm. will open up a, like just a chat and we'll all kind of like 
just shoot the shit about it when we are watching it. So I watched this with my buddy Al Gora and my buddy Jake. And I was saying there that I think that this is the best cinematic match that I've seen because the ridiculous stuff was fan service to the people who did like these things, you know, yeah. like Helms and the Helm spot. And I mocked out for Gangrel. I don't know. What oh yeah. <laughs> he was, that was he a surprise. Was it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I really liked it. I have to be honest. Like I don't have a single complaint about it except nice. that Matt Hardy, uh, you had three of the company's biggest uh, baby faces commit homicide and then <laughs> uh, put a human in a trash, a recycle can and have him drive away. Yeah, the truck, presumably to be buried in the desert. I so, like, like I, I, but otherwise, like that concerto, like, I, yeah, like, like that was brutal. Yeah, like I didn't think I like that whole last few minutes was a swerve because there is nothing in that last few minutes. That chair, that callback to the the open chair in the face. Yeah, like you know, like none of that stuff is in any other cinematic match, right? Like, it's right. all, like, cool stunts. So, I mean, it's fireworks, like we saw, literally. Yeah. I like that there was a ring, and I like that we had the gang war for us sort of thing. And I, I started laughing that, like, gang girl was legitimately just in the middle of it all. So, like, <laughs> yeah. he had any, anything to do with it, except, no, like, yeah. he's, taking, he's taking, like, insiguris from Private Party in the ring and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is going on? And I... I I don't really, I know I'm not crazy about private party. Um, mm. They're as good as their dance partners. I think like, yeah, um, I think but, they're young and they'll get, you know, where they're going, but you know, there's, they, they, I mean, there's definitely a Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels thing going on too. Like, I feel like there's one much better than the, the other. Very much. So, yeah. um, but like I, I laughed when they showed up, like, and I, you know, I, I, uh, I liked all because they didn't like stop and zoom in. I liked mm. all Matt Hardy's one-liners. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like when they were like when uh, he was trying to help Sammy get out of the the mud pit thing. Yeah, and he's like, "You have to get out of there. Some old people are going to say that this is a mud show." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and his his dumb thing where he like squashed the car, and he's like, "That was a squash job." Yes, like, yeah. <laughs> Like all, like all that stuff. I really, I really liked. I like. I mean, I've always liked Matt Hardy. I've been. Right. I, I, I feel like I've been uh, pulling for that guy forever, and he just Me never. Too. Like, I remember one of my favorite angles ever was the, uh, sh you know, the lemonade that they made out of the whole him Edge and Lita debacle. Right. And yeah. um, they were letting him show up on Raw to promote like he was yelling him at the cameras. He's getting dragged up by the police to promote his ring of honor matches yep. and stuff like that. Like I really, I, that's one. I love that angle. Um, and you know, I just, I just like him and I like the deletion thing. And I like, uh, like, you know, like, um, I, I like him and Sammy. I think Sammy is great though. I will say that there's so many matches. They do this with MJF a lot too, mm -hmm. where, the dichotomy of the person's size uh, and a dominance of the face almost makes the heel seem like baby faces. You know what I, I mean? I can see like, that. Yeah. Especially I'm like, I'm kind of pulling for Sammy on some level just because he's, I mean, he's, he's not, this is not his home turf. No, <laughs> he's going no. into an away game and there's fireworks and, and he's already, you know, been the butt of like all of the, <laughs> golf cart shit for a year I couldn't now. believe he was getting hit by those fireworks. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
<laughs> but like, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I really, yeah. really enjoyed that match. And I, I was dreading it a little bit um, because they opened with the match I was most excited about. Yeah, um, I'm surprised. Yeah, which I thought was great. Like, mm. I, I, I was like watching it and I'm like, I expected it not to live up to my expectations because A, I loved all the dumb packages they did leading up to it. Yeah. Um, I love both those guys. And I am so ready to get Kenny Omega back. Yeah. Like heel, not heel. Like I think that there's, that he hasn't had a Kenny Omega match in my opinion since he uh, fought Pentagon at uh, all in, you know, that was the yeah. last time I felt like I was watching, you know, he had great tag matches, you mm -hmm. know, with that uh, Adam page and yeah. he had a couple of great six man matches with the young bucks. But like, um, I um I I love that match. Yes. Um, but that was the match I expected to love. I was uh pleasantly surprised and taken back by the um the Matt Hardy match. You, did you like it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think for me there's a little bit of uh diminishing returns every time he does one of these yeah. uh, compared to like the first time he did it in Impact and it was just the craziest yeah. thing I'd seen. Um right. But it definitely was better than when like WWE did it, and they were just like, I guess people like this. Right here, here's here. You go to your backyard, have a couple cameras, you do whatever you want, and we'll we'll throw it out on Raw with Michael Cole being like, I hate this. Here right. it is, you know. Mm -hmm. So like, I would have loved this if they hadn't been doing one between both companies every yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Love the callbacks to all the different things. Uh, I like that you get Private Party and uh, Proud and Powerful um, both involved, so they get yep. a little bit because I like both those teams. Um, yeah, I love Proud and Powerful. Yeah, um, and that was a good ending to you know call back to the like botch spot from the last match. Uh, mm -hmm. which, on the one hand, part of me was like just waiting for some reference to that before the ending. But yeah. on the other hand, they like did a good job with it, and they they did kill they did kill Sammy. If I had one, beer I, was gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I <laughs> yeah, had, I, I think the blood was fake, but the yes, beer yeah. was still gross. Yeah, I think they did it at a camera angle where they could like have a crash pad under or something like that to protect mm -hmm. him instead of having yeah. his head just smack the concrete like the like Matt Hardy did last time around. Yeah. If there's one problem I have, it's that like that match happened before. Jericho and Wardlow or Jericho and MJF and uh -huh. you would think Jericho would have some reaction to his tag team partner <laughs> being murdered out in North Carolina and being stuffed into a. I I think he was and I also think that that to have it versus another match that's going to be on my match at a year list which that young buck match to have it after that yeah um I thought going into it i thought wasn't going to do it any favors but i honestly think jericho was taken out of his game a mm -hmm. little bit i don't think jericho woke up this morning and thought he was going to be doing lionheart callbacks yeah and stuff like that but i think just he was so emotional with uh the response and everybody saying thank you jericho and, yeah and all that stuff because I, I don't know i don't think there were fans around or many when they did his 30th anniversary thing um, so yeah, there was like there were some definitely. Yeah, yeah I think they. So, it's been a few months of like having a limited number of fans in Daly's place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and that's a great venue. Um, 
but like, yeah, I, I think he was taken out of his game a little bit. Yeah. Like, I think that um, uh, because I think it was supposed to be a heel versus heel match, and he decided right. he was going to work babyface. Mm-hmm. And then when he got that bat, it just seemed like out of nowhere. <laughs> like, it just right. seemed like out of out of character, even though it was completely in character. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that was a little jarring, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. But, um, yeah, did you like that match? The MJF from Jericho? Yeah, solid. Yeah. MJF in the ring doesn't do a ton for me yet. Um, I get kind of fed up with, like, he gets some bit of offense and then, like, reacts to the crowd, like, look at me, I'm such right. an asshole. And, like, uh-huh. that is about half this match. But once it really got going, I was like, okay, I'm into this. Um, I'm, I mean, this match is definitely more about where the story goes next. And I definitely like the idea of MJF in the inner circle with half the members hating him and like Jericho probably looking over his shoulder. Like, is this, is this guy going to turn on me at some point? So I was fine with the match. I think like, I think they'll probably have a better one with the higher stakes or something down the line too. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I think that. Um, I did like that Ross and Giovanni were calling him on his like character in yeah. the wink points and like calling him on, on like doing it. And like, um, there was some stuff I really liked in this. I, I, I think that I was probably super forgiving. I don't remember exactly what I rated it, but I, I, I was really, it hit me and it hits me every once in a while that while his, you know, no one would argue with the fact that Jericho's cardiovascular stuff is in question. Yeah. Um, I, I, I rebel like against the theory that he's lost a couple steps, like people say, because I don't, I, I mean, maybe it's because I'm so far away from uh, Japanese ECW cruiserweight era, Chris Jericho that I'm resigned to. Yeah. You know what he's been doing for the last few years, but I, I mean, what did he do that didn't look like, I mean, no. it looked like a pot bellied yeah. <laughs> uh, guy doing it all. But as far as his moves, the, you know, like what did yeah. it do? What did he do that didn't look as crisp as when he did it, you know, 20 years ago? Yeah. Like I think he looks at, look great. Yeah. He looks his age. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I think he's, he, I mean, he did all of his old like spots, like, very well. I don't think he's ever he's never stopped using the line salt and it's always looked good. Um that Hurricane Ron look look great. I think yep. like he's just he's just working differently. He's like fifty years old. Like let him right. let him not do high flying shit. Let him do one high flying spot per match and be a brawler the rest of the time. Who cares? Right. Like I, I love uh this era of Chris Jericho. I refuse to believe he woke up but he can do it and that's what I like. About yeah. Him. And in reality it wasn't flippity flippity Chris Jericho against no. Kevin Owens. And it wasn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we haven't got that in a long time. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't, I mean, he, I mean, when he won the unified championship, mm-hmm. he, the lion salt was his, I mean, he wasn't doing standing her karatas against Steve Austin and the rock, no. right. you know? So like, yeah. you know, this is the, this is the, Chris Jericho that we've probably got for the better part of 20 years, you know, like right. uh, where again, Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, he turned it up in, in, uh, cause of the, the time was right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I really think he's still great. I, 
I am not a body guy like that. Like I get yeah. so mad, like, cause I grew up with like uh, every wrestler in the uh, Jim Crockett promotions locker room. Yeah. Right. So different, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Dusty was the biggest star, you know, there was Luger and Matt mm-hmm. TA and Nikita Koloff that all were great physical specimens. Uh, Tully Blanchard and Ian Anderson, who were my favorite, looked like mean dads. <laughs> like, like, right. But everybody looked different. You know, Bobby Eaton, I mean, in the team, like Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane couldn't have looked mm. more different. Now you have a team, at, you know, that looks like two of the same dudes. And, um, like, uh, I am not a body guy. Chris Hero is one of my favorite wrestlers, yeah. and I like big, heavy Chris Hero now, like, because mm-hmm. he's still – does all the shit that skinny Chris Hero does and yeah, looks like he's hitting person. people for real. Yep. So I, I don't know. I don't mind that he doesn't look that way. And if you wanted to take heat off him, he could get, he could wear a singlet or he could wear some sort of tight stuff and he'd get a lot of flack at first. But first time he's has a, another great match with a Kenny Omega or, you know, whoever comes into town. Yeah. Like people are going to forget about what yeah. he's wearing. I don't know? think I've, it's been a long time since I've disliked a Chris Jericho singles match. So, like, you know, if he wants to work the style that he's working, it's working for me. So, and he's yeah. his character work is always a plus. So, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. not gonna complain or like criticize him uh, for anything he's doing as a as a wrestler. Um, yeah, and if he was going back more often, which I think he would be if it wasn't the pandemic, if he was yeah. going to Japan more, I like that that character too. I like the. Yeah. You know, I miss Clown I like, Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> though I feel like Jay White is cribbing it a little bit. Like, I like psychopath Jericho, and I like that he's aware that, you know, like, I mean, you got to think, like, Chris Benoit and uh, Chris Jericho were, like, quote-unquote, cruiserweights or light heavyweights at that time. Yeah. Um, now there's not many people at the top of the card that are bigger <laughs> than they were then. Yeah. You know, so, like, the the industry's changed so much i love that he goes and becomes bruiser brody over there and is like just brawling and i don't know i just like him he's he's one of my favorites he's always been i i always gravitate towards i'm very apologetic uh i'm looking at you rob zombie for people who are like multimedia mm-hmm. you know people like i i am always impressed by uh, their output impressed me more than their, the the quantity always impressed me more than the qual, qual- yeah. quantity quality yes <laughs> when, it's, um, when it's over different mediums you know and i really totally. you know like i appreciate i like jericho's music fine and i like uh you know i like him and i like his, you know his podcast i think i said this last week i don't listen to it a lot but then when i do i'm like why don't i listen to this more I, he's a good interviewer um, yeah for sure. sometimes like if i care about the, the guest i'll listen and i'll probably enjoy it uh despite the steak ads every 15 minutes uh, mm-hmm. but Otherwise, I think he's he's good at what he does in at least those two areas. And yeah. Judas is probably the best theme song in uh, AEW. So, yeah. you know, more power yeah, to I, him. He's he's like not a bad actor in a couple of things that I've I've seen him it's in true. too. Like so, like I, I don't know. I just I just like him. It, it, it's charming to me, and I I try to ignore some of the more troubling you know stuff that he's doing. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know it's hard to think of him getting drunk and getting arrested at 50 years old and think of him hanging out and talking about dinosaurs with his kid on his podcast. Like, the, you know, <laughs> so, but I, yeah, I like him. I don't have a, like, I don't know. I really, 
every time I watch him, I get mad that because I don't see AEW, I'm hearing people review the shows and talk about Jericho looks great, but he's missing a step. Like, like I don't like think that's true at all. He's a better. I get this in a lot of ways as an old man, not wrestling wise, mind you, that those days are, uh, were probably done before you were even born. But um, uh, for me, like I might not be able to like run around the stage like I used to, mm-hmm. um, or I might not be able to do something like on a movie set that would have made me valuable 10 years ago, uh, which generally was something like fall down the stairs or something like that. Yeah. But I, like I know so much more now about how to put together a show and how yeah. to do like a performance. And that's where he's at. We talked yeah. about Kenta earlier. Like, um, uh, I think he's the same, but I think I would appreciate it more in a or somewhere else. Like, I agree. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, like I just, I don't know. Rant, end of rant, but I love yeah. Chris Jericho and I don't do. understand. I don't get it. Why, what yeah. the hate? I don't know. I think people just want to be critical. I like, yeah. he's my choice for the goat really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and, yeah, I, I I can't argue. Yeah, and I think his value to AEW really is like he's just been working with young younger wrestlers. Aside from this feud with Moxley, it's just been these younger wrestlers. He's uh-huh. putting them in a spotlight. He's probably showing them how to build a story, which uh-huh. is something that the rest of the roster is really hit or miss do. on. Yeah, uh-huh. he can like just him and Daniels, in my opinion. Like yeah, oh, and, and Dustin too. Right, but like yeah. a lot of those guys like that have been around longer. Uh, you know the Japanese the guys who went to you can't replicate the finishing school that Adam Cole and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega got in, in New Japan. Yeah, like that's definitely. like that you can't you can't teach that. That's a cultural thing. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, I mean, Cody is fun, and but a lot you know, like he's a WWF system guy. Yeah, you know, like he doesn't know. He doesn't have the ins and outs of pro wrestling like some of those other guys. So you have three guys in those men and then Jake the Snake and Arn and Tully mm-hmm. and Taz, I guess, to a lesser degree, who can do that. But you're 100% right. And here's the important part. Mm-hmm. Any other guy, I don't think, that doesn't love wrestling as much as he does, doesn't put over Orange Cassidy. Right. Doesn't put over MGF. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Like, but he's like really making these. He's he understands his role, and I I love that too. Yeah, me too. I think he's like the work he's doing now is going to build the stars of you know when he retires. Yeah, I mean Orange Cassidy, what a big jump! Like he was yeah. a comedy pre-show guy. Yeah, he was like a one you know? note. You know, I loved his his shtick, but it's a very uh-huh. one note. You can't really do it now. He's found a halfway between being the lazy guy and right. being a competitive wrestler. You may know, and I won't, and I'm, and, and I'm, you know, I, I swore okay. on the Mike Quackenbush handbook to, to not ever, yeah. to, to keep the things I saw yeah. to myself. But if you don't know who he was other than Orange Cassidy, yeah. Yeah. Um, he is one of the, like, I know that he's got, he's holding a hot hand now because mm. he's like, uh, you know, honestly, with little hyperbole, like, uh, with a mask on, like Ricky Steamboat, uh, uh, good selling babyface, like yeah. Ricky Morton, like he would he would be the one that they would have in peril during like big trios matches, and they'd let uh, you know Cesaro get a hold of him and be throwing him in like right. you know like with a, with a featureless mask on. Yep. <laughs> like I can only imagine him like 
uh, like that. You know, him him yeah. with his face. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, and it's easy to make that character as it is that that does work a little more like an Ash or I guess like a Duke Nukem or somebody mm-hmm. who like is aloof and dumb but still, you know, does a little more between the ropes. And uh, and the cool thing about this match, John Silver made it. Like, so mm-hmm. John Silver took his gimmick away and then yeah. Orange Cassidy beat him in a wrestling match. Loved it. Yes, so, like, I there really was enjoyed that. So many character flourishes on the show I loved. Yes, me too. Um, yeah, John Silver, I've, I've loved even seeing him down the street and beyond uh, yep. for years. Like, first off, him tearing the pockets out is a great touch. Like, mm-hmm. just as, like, uh, like F.U., you know, Orange Cassidy kind of thing. Love it. Uh, also... In general, I mean, because of his size, but because of his strength too, you don't see John Silver against guys that he can throw around the uh-huh. way he can throw Orange Cassidy around. So he right. looks like, I mean, he looks like Cesaro, basically. Uh-huh. Just like an epically strong dude, just throwing a guy big, like bigger than him, but still light enough to throw him halfway across the ring with like a suplex. Yeah. Impressive match for both of them. I really enjoyed yeah. it. The minute the Dark Order turns on him, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you'll have like a top three in the company babyface. Because did you see the Beyond? Uh, uh, it was at um, the Electric Hayes place uh, that he had with uh, Milanos. Is that his name? The the local kind of big King Kong Bundy guy. No, I, I have in. not seen that one. So that was one of the first. That was the first Beyond show that I saw in that little venue. Yeah, and he was so over. And it's that I, I always say his name wrong a lot. He's partnered with the Beer City Bruiser and ROH now. I think it's one okay. of the, okay, one yeah, of I know. the uh, bouncers. I know like, what you're talking about, yeah. You know, that guy is not only bigger than him, there was a part where, like, during a crisscross, this 500 pound looking man hit John Silver with a high cross, like a, like a you know, a high a cross body in the middle of the crisscross. And yeah. it looked like it killed him. Yeah. And the fact that John Silver got his shoulder up. Like yeah. I thought that like I could see the glass shaking on that place. Yeah. The pop was so big and <laughs> you know that. So the top of the dark order, Brody Lee, mm-hmm. big guy that can work. Uh, um, you know, you have Warblow uh, and, and all these big guys that are just custom made for him to fight. And he's a worker too. So if it's yeah. MJF or whoever is at the top of the car jerk, moxley eddie kingston i hope like all those guys those are all great matches you know yeah yeah he's got great chemistry with everyone that i've seen so yeah like, he's gonna I'm, be the biggest homegrown i think it's a good call i can't disagree um yeah i i was so hyped to see him having a match uh especially against Orton's cassidy who's you know freshly established uh-huh. uh and squeezed uh <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I don't know what match do you want to talk about next. Uh, we got. Well, let's do that tag match because that was. Okay. Um, yeah, match of the year candidate. I think. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, I going in like my thing with the Bucks is that I'm very hit or miss on them. Like I agree, if you, 100%. yeah, like anything they've done in PWG, I haven't really liked because I think PWG lets wrestlers do whatever they want, and that's mm-hmm. very for better or worse. And with the Bucks, mm-hmm. it's like just. It's it's gymnastics basically. Uh-huh. Um, they just want to do that, uh, but then FTR, they're kind of boring. You know, they're like they're solid with like the fundamentals of the psychology of tag matches, but you need somebody to flourish them a little bit. Right. So like, this is a just it was a perfect mix. I, I was only worried 
that it would let me down, but I'm glad it didn't. I only ever saw them in NXT. Um, okay. and they had a lot of good like dance partners there. Yes, yeah. Um, which they made a cool callback to in this. I, I like mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, I like the story of this match. I like that this was maybe closer to your generations, like like what your what you grew up watching versus what I grew up watching. Yeah. You know, so they hit like a heart attack and a double goozle, and then hit, and then the young bucks hit like a three D and a yeah, you know, a twist of fate and a swanton. Like mm-hmm. I liked. I loved all that stuff. Like, uh, but I, I agree. I thought it was good, and it had some like modern stuff that was cool. I liked the hurt leg versus the hurt fist, like collision. Yes. Like I, I do. I, I think I like. Uh, um, the Bucks the same that you do. Mm. Uh, I, I agree with. I, they had a really good stint two good stints back to back in PWG where they were like part of a bad guy faction. Yeah. And then the, the roster was just up and down rot with great high flyers that, you know, um, could also have a good match. So kind of like while it enhanced what the young bucks were doing it, you know, yeah. fighting Ricochet and Matt Sedell, like, uh, and Will Ospreay, like, made it more of a match, you know, like, um, so you're like, yeah, I don't. And and I think that, um, I always forget what they called in 2020. What are they called in, 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 uh, in AEW, uh, FTR, FTR. Yeah. Yeah. That's dumb name. Um, they, um, I, I like them in theory. Like, I feel like you told me that there was a team who was uh, doing an amalgam of the Midnight Express and, and Blanchard and Anderson. Like, mm. um, but I, I haven't ever like uh, felt moved to go buy one of their shirts or, Same. you know, like, yeah. Yeah. So, I, in AEW, they've been underwhelming so far and it's yeah. like too bad, you know? How much of that do you think is that though they were, I think there was a period with AEW even more than, um, in the in the e from you know when i was following it through uncle dave anyway and when seeing what i could see where they sort of felt like they were coasting to this whole thing went away and then and then the pandemic never went away so they started like moving like things forward i think that's fair yeah i don't know if it's just like just getting used to calling their own shots a little bit compared to you know Mm -hmm. being handed a script and being like you're fighting you know, the new day, you know, two minute squash match this week, uh, have fun. Um, or, you know, just general adjustments. I think, uh, I, I was really let down by their tag match with, uh, Paige and Omega. And I think part of the problem with that was just because it was more about the split between Omega and Paige. Right. Um, and also that was the pay-per-view where, um, uh, Matt Hardy fucking nearly died <laughs> and right. the entire, the entire broadcast, like, totally kind of shut down right i heard that and also i think that there's a weird illusion about both those teams that you just mentioned Mm -hmm. um because uh, that awesome package that they made uh and the awesome like young bucks package that they played like uh that i saw on youtube that i'm assuming they played like the week before prove that I think they played it during the pay-per-view too. Yeah. Prove that both Omega and Page and the Young Bucks and FTR are very good highlight reel mm-hmm. wrestlers. Um, 
But this was, I think, the most solid match that I've ever seen them them have. You know, like I, yeah. I was still the end of my cable having uh, post cord cutting was the beginning of the page and Omega team. Okay. And for whatever reason, they're two wrestlers I loved and I just wasn't buying it. And I remember, and I was watching the highlight package. I'm like, why didn't I love this team more? And like, I was completely manipulated by that. I was seeing their greatest hits real. Yeah. You know? Um, so, uh, the, the, you know, like it's not, you know, there's not, there's not much beyond that. I think for whatever reason, I don't think either one of those guys are tag team wrestlers. And I think that's a page. And Omega. That's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but I mean, I don't know. Like I, I thought that this was the best young bucks match that I've seen since they left new Japan. And now granted they wrestle every week and I don't see it. So that I might yeah. be missing some gems, but, um, and I liked this match better than, uh, I, I enjoyed FTR's matches with, uh, uh, DYI, but, mm. um, you know, I can't remember. I don't know anything else that they did. I can't remember I mean, a single thing. Otherwise, that they it's did. a big blank of like nothing, uh, once I got called up to the main roster. So you're not missing much. Uh, this is probably my second favorite Young Bucks match in AEW. Uh, the other, my actual favorite would be the one that they did with uh, Paige and Omega. Uh, I think that was. Like, I heard that was awesome. Yeah, I heard that was awesome. Somebody said it was a little bit like the match they did with the Golden Lovers in Long Beach. A little bit, like yeah. it had kind of that sort of conflicted uh, fighting in it, which I, yes. I was. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to track that down because I know oh. that I that I like it, but I I, I mean because I like all those guys so. But like I, I'm glad that that's good because I didn't. Uh, there was nothing in either one of those teams that they were doing in uh, AEW that really moved me to to track it down. You yeah, know? right. Yeah, no, that was a that was a great one. But this one was also very good and probably in some ways it's more impressive because that was heavy on story with the uh, elite all you know fighting each other. This was just relatively little story. Like the Bucks yeah. kind of kind of being asshole a little bit coming into the match and uh -huh. FTR being, you know, themselves. So yep. there's not much story in it, but they just great chemistry, great match. Um, I yeah. wouldn't have been upset about 10 minutes less fireworks and yeah. uh, 10, you know, putting this on the other side of even Jericho and MJF and giving it, you know, even five more minutes to, uh, it only had a slow start because of the storyline injury. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would have mm -hmm. loved to have seen, I think that this could have, this had the potential with what it did to be an even better match if it was paced a little bit yeah. better. And I don't think this is the last time we're going to see the, this no. match. So like, I'm looking forward to the next one where they've figured out more stuff. Um, That's the problem with the Bucks though, right? Like yeah. if you look at the awesome matches that they had with um, the best friends in New Japan, Mm -hmm. It was because either by their own accord or someone else, those matches all built in, you know, until it got to Long Beach, uh, they built in, in like their storytelling and everything else. Like normally the Young Bucks first match is this match. Yep. And, you know, again, not to sound like a, like an old crotchety guy, but what do you do next now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, uh, I, I mean, somebody hit like one of the FTR guys hit a, uh, or didn't hit, uh, uh, 450 yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like what are you gonna do you know like next except what we were just complaining about with new japan like that same thing longer so i'm, right. I'm interested to see what they do next I, I hope they let it cool for a while 
I, I um, do. AW's pretty good about letting things cool for a while, so that's good. Yeah, hopefully. And I mean, if they do meet again, it might might be in a short match on some random dynamite yeah. midway through pay per views. But I don't think uh, they'll do that. So you know, it's a money match. It is. It is. Yeah. My impression is too. Like I thought that they had fought once at least. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Uh, my friends corrected me while we were watching it, but like, um, they had like uh, worked their way around it by having some multi-man stuff. And- yeah, it was like a gauntlet match, so okay. it wasn't a full Young Bucks FTR match. And I think like, I think it was when these two teams were in together that like Paige interfered and cost the Bucks the match. So it wasn't you know it was like probably five minutes on Dynamite or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I I was really uh, I didn't my uh, I much like the uh, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers Stairway to Hell match yeah. that they had on that pay per view. I love I liked that match. I enjoyed it a lot, but my expectations were very high. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to think about this, but my expectations were if you have the teams that everybody's in myself included curious to see them wrestle mm-hmm. it's usually going to be disappointing even if it's really good yeah um but i thought that this lived up to expectations for sure same um i was a little disappointed in in not living up to expectations even though i really liked the match uh mostly because of the the what the way what cody did at the end oh yeah um i wasn't crazy about versus how much i like the other matches i've seen uh the cody Rhodes. Um, Darby, Darby match yeah. because um, I enjoy Darby. Yeah, um, he did some great stuff in PWG and Evolve, and he's done some great stuff. And they've had three great matches so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like this one, but I just it's a little weird the way they did it. Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of stuck between like I really like the Sheeta and Nyla Rose match too. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like, I forgot about it between that, right. just its placement on the card between the Orange Cassidy, John Silver match and the women's title match. Uh-huh. It just didn't feel, you know, right. that yeah, uh, urgent really. Yeah. That, that women's match was great, but I have the same complaint about all the Joshi wrestlers in AEW that I don't know that they understand that there's a cultural fighting through pain thing Mm -hmm. that American audiences don't understand. So for me watching her beat Nyla Rose up with her knee that she'd been selling the whole time. Yeah. That was the most badass thing ever Mm -hmm. for anybody who, you know, any cranky old man or a not, you know, someone who doesn't know Japanese wrestling, let alone Joshi wrestling is going to be like, she can't even hold weight on it. And now she's (laughs) hitting somebody in the face with it. But like, um, you know, I got it, but like, I, Mm. I felt myself distracted over the fact, uh, often when I watch AEW, because I'm obviously like you steeped in Indian Japanese wrestling culture, I find myself trying to watch it through somebody who just turned it on, on TNA's eyes. I do that too. Yeah. 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 It's, I just don't know. I feel like they could do some explaining more with just the women in general. Mm-hmm. As it is on Dynamite, they get the... I think they always get the slot before the main event. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's like 
Hikaru Shido do, delivering a one-line interview, and that's it for mm-hmm. women for the week. Right. Uh, otherwise, or it's like a squash match or something. I, there, there was no build to this match, but I think they worked together well, so I liked it. Um, it's 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 great there's such good women's wrestling if if i haven't seen a lot of nxt this year but if halloween havoc is any indication uh that women's division is strong yeah. or stronger than they're, it's ever been yeah they're there's the roster is stacked like crazy um, yeah and yeah. i mean if that's not if, <laughs> if the nxt women's title versus the AEW women's title right now isn't like a dream match like uh like i don't know i don't know what it is like i would love to see those guys in an american ring not that i'm ever gonna yeah but uh you know it was just great i and i agree i i love i did say and my friends were shitting on me because they love her so much i'm a little sick of nyla rose only because there are people on i've never not not that i'm jacked about it but like i've never seen like a big swole match and i've yeah. i've only ever seen the first couple weeks worth of uh um brie what's her, the dentist there oh, Britt baker. um Britt baker you know yeah. what i mean like so every time i watch a pay-per-view uh <laughs> nyla rose is in one of those spots and it for a while it was either nyla rose or rio and uh the, that was the aew's watching only pay-per-views and stuff that was the aew's women's division for me yeah and l- looking at the roster even like you know, with Serena Deb and not mm-hmm. having Thunder Rosa necessarily do anything on the show, like, which I would have recognized Serena Deb, by the way, in a million years if, if I had to, I knew the name and I had to look up, like, who yeah. she was. Um, uh, you know, uh, she she just, like, some people will lose a ton of weight and just not look the same. Yeah. She's she's in that case, but. Um, and, uh, and when she was in WWE, she was, her head was shaved, too, so right. a completely different look. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if she had uh, WWF pisses me off so bad, but I don't know if she had mandatory enhancements um, or it's just like a product of you know you know, she was probably like a you know a 90 or 100 pounds now and, right. and I don't know if it's just a matter of like how much smaller she is that, mm. but I mean even her build was very very yeah. different. Like I wouldn't have even like I wouldn't have known who she was, and she had the dumpiest gear too when she was uh, part of the Straight Edge Society. True. Yeah. Um, she she looked like somebody who would be like asleep at the mall on a bench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I thought that that match was fine. I think that was right. the weakest match of the show, but there was like I enjoyed it while it was happening. The Serena D. Allison K. One. Yep. Allison yeah. K. I love the Allison K.'s AK forty seven play on words thing. Mm. One thing that it did make me realize and. AEW is much less this than WWE, but I would like, I love beautiful women as much as the next dirty old man. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, so I'm not like, you know, it's not like it's an arduous thing for me to watch uh, uh, some of these ladies fight in some, some state of undress, but I don't think, I think the division is going to stall out forever as a whole, as a Mm. uh, art thing if these women don't stop wearing like booty shorts or, you know what I mean? Like, mm. like AK, like even, uh, Alicia K's, Allison K's, is it Alicia or Allison? Allison. Allison K's tights were like super, like not WWE, like, uh, you know, looking like they were wearing underwear in the ring, mm. but it still was like a bathing suit. And, and I think that that's just something you don't see in, MMA or women's kickboxing or whatever. Right, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that titillation I think is 
again, I wasn't complaining. I mm-hmm. like, I, you know, like I wasn't upset about it while she was wearing booty shorts, but I did think about again in that same way, like, like, uh, no one that's like, if you bring a new person to wrestling, especially mm-hmm. in 2020, to us who that's ingrained into, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm the best three women's wrestlers maybe on the world that are on the main roster WWF being used poorly. Yeah. Like are all, you know, like their outfits with the exception of Bailey, who's probably my favorite, their outfits look still have an air of Victoria's secrets to them. Yeah. And not combat, you know, not, not fighters, especially Charlotte, like, you know, like Charlotte, like, (laughs) like, I don't know, like, like, like it just isn't like, and she's the best in the world, but she's wearing like a bathing suit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so like, I think that for us, like that's ingrained yeah. Yeah. and it's better because we had to deal with the divas for so long. Yes. Yeah. And before for me, I didn't like women's wrestling cause I never saw Japanese women's wrestling to mm. the nineties and I didn't care for the moolah style. I didn't care yeah. for hair bales. And right. Right. So I'm like fine with it just because like, I don't know. There was a, a tweet by Lance storm advising, uh, male wrestlers to wear thongs under their tights because he his attitude was like market yourself however you can if you can get like five new fans because they like your ass do yeah. it go so i'm like fine with however they want to dress and you know and i and if it's them it, like again i feel like Kay wore what she wanted to the ring yeah. i don't feel like anybody told her like i, I like i don't get the impression yeah that it's they're making anybody do anything totally like it's not pwg but because part of it came from that culture there's a lot of letting artists do their art but i do think for us who a it's better and b we've seen it for so long Mm -hmm. like if you look at any women's wrestling right now not not serena deeb she was you know and not not so much that uh the women's championship match per se but it's gonna look regressive to yeah. to people because you know like it's two piece <laughs> two piece yeah. outfits a lot of times and like whatever else you know it's it's just a, another dumb observation I had when I was watching that last night because yeah. I saw in the course of a week four good to great women's matches yeah um, I think the only thing that bothers me with AEWs and women is that they do have women that are just eye candy like during um, Kenny Omega's entrance. Right, right. That kind of bothers me. When it's the wrestlers, I'm like, whatever. But like, if it's just, it's weird. They have a a habit of doing that with like, like the Bash of the Beach set had like a beach babe next to an Uh, indoor pool. It's just kind of random. That kind of thing I I find progressive. Um, And I don't disagree. I do think it might be a little tongue in cheek with with Kenny's public. uh, Yes. You know, like I, I think that if you're, if you know, like right. it's a little, it's a little funny. Like you yes. know what I mean. He's he's yeah. almost being regressive to be healy, trolly. Mm. But um, no, I agree hundred percent. I'm just so like even like the like I think the bunny and the bunny, the butcher and the blade is a great promo. Yeah. But like I don't, uh, I've never seen her if she if in the ring or anything like that. So I don't know what she does. But she's good in the she, ring. She's a great mouthpiece, you know. Mm. But like. Uh, you know, you end up, I, I mean, I'm a big New Japan fan. And, mm. and when New Japan uh, does wrong, uh, <laughs> they they do wrong big. Like, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, 
Tai Chi's uh, valet, you know. Oh yeah, um, right. And uh, pimp juices, whatever yeah. she she is, valet. Like right. like that stuff is like, I mean, uh, almost regressive by Japanese culture. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I I thought the you know as a whole, I think women's wrestling is in a better place now than it was when they were, when the world was really pushing for it to be. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of the, uh, now did you find Josie from just being a Japanese wrestling fan or did you find it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what, what got me started into looking into it. Um, maybe just having like friends who were also into it into like mm-hmm. at least stardom and TJPW and yeah. then just signing up for it whenever I realized the currency exchange wound up being like five bucks a month or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. and that got me into it. And obviously you can like search for Minami Toyota in on YouTube and just watch anything there, watch anything by her opponents, anything that survived mm. and made it to YouTube is probably yeah. worth watching. So, yeah, I love, I love her. It's great. She got brought into Chikara a lot. Yeah. And, um, I felt like I was the only one that was super excited about it. Cause I was really into that nineties yeah like, you know got i i got my first 90s new japan women tape by accident they sent it to me i either checked the wrong box yeah <laughs> um and wanted an all japan comp or they sent it to me extra i couldn't figure out why i got it and, and wasn't yeah. going to complain in case I, I wasn't supposed to but i fell in love with it through through watching six hours of that stuff through the best of it and and yeah. She, I mean, Chikara is what got me interested in the Joshi I watched because uh, after they stopped bringing in like my mean Toyota and stuff like that, she retired for real. Mm-hmm. Um, they would bring in this, uh, the Sendai girls a lot yeah. and a lot of them are, are great. And uh, I think the um, the other Fed you mentioned, not Stardom. Uh, uh, TJPW? Yeah, I think TJPW and Sendai girls might have been um, three years ago's King of Trios final. Oh, wow. Um, but I, but it was two, it was two, uh, Japanese women's feds. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool. Um, uh, and it was a, a tremendous match. Um, but like, yeah, women's wrestling is, is better than ever. Um, I'm hoping that, the you know, uh, the Rihos and Osaka's, uh, Osaka's of the world get people looking at it because it's too. a really rugged, rugged style, you know, like, and I, I, yeah. I enjoy everything I've seen. Like I said, it's just this so much. Uh, yeah. You, uh, I, if, if I'm if I'm talking a lot this week, you're gonna be you're gonna be upset next week because all I'm doing this week is watching pro wrestling. Like my <laughs> book is out. Yeah. I, I have a break in. I have a break in filming to the uh, where we, the director is waiting for these new microphones. Yeah. So we're basically not doing any of this like not ADR stuff until he gets the microphones. Uh, my comic is ahead. Uh, uh-huh. like we're back to watching one episode of the Mandalorian a week for the Star Wars podcast. Right. Like I am like roaring yeah. ready and rock standing to watch <laughs> some like DDT and go back. I bookmarked a ton of uh, big Japan that I found okay. on the internet in like, like 2020 stuff. So I'm, I'm super psyched, but like yeah. um, I think that full gear set the bar a little high. Yeah. <laughs> like as far as like, it was better than any takeover that I've seen this year, and I usually enjoy those takeovers. Quite I mean, bit. it pretty much maintained takeover quality over nine matches instead of five. So right. that's incredible. 
Um, let's talk about the main event and then uh, oh. get in the show there because we haven't touched oh, yeah. on that. Uh, how'd you feel about Moxley Kingston? I love Eddie Kingston. Yeah, me too. Uh, again, a, another Chikara guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love. Uh, I'm a like what I talked about earlier. A big New Japan, a big All Japan guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved. I, I popped for Eddie Kingston's Masawa tights. Um, I've yeah, always that was said. A good touch. I've always said he was only held back by the fact that wrestling was the way we talk about now. Like everybody looks the fucking same. Like yeah. he, he looks like he should have been in fucking Vern or Crockett's. Uh, dressing room with his, you know, he's he's trimmed down quite a bit, but like, yeah, you know, his big bear belly in his. But I mean, he worked. He was a working motherfucker. He his stuff was always safe, but looked like it killed people. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the star of many a dream matches for like Eddie Kingston versus anybody that's held the never open weight title in the last oh, yeah. four years is like a dream match for me. me too. I love yeah. him. I'm so glad to see him get his thing. Uh, I've always liked Mox, uh, but I always find myself uh, rooting, with the exception of the Jericho stuff. I've always found myself rooting, <laughs> rooting against him in AEW, and yeah. this was no difference. But great match, like these guys. See, Kenny Omega was very creative, but him trying to do that stuff with Moxley—that's not what he came from. Right. These were two guys that came from that, you know, proto. GCW environment. like felt gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Both CCW stalwarts at the time. And like, I loved it, man. I I loved it. Yeah. It it didn't like the thing about the Omega match also was that it was like 45 minutes long. Uh, This was a tight 17 and a half minutes. It was in and out. There was some barbed wire, some like creative spots. Um, You know, it's, it's, it is kind of weird that AW and WWE have had, I quit matches in the last month. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I know that's probably just a coincidence, uh, right? But well, they had they had one in uh, either right when it started again or right before it ended. They had one in NXT UK too, right? Yeah. So when they uh, were on, you know, I saw a package of them saying this is the first I quit match in five years, and like I had to go back and look, but I'm like, I feel like I just watched one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the other day. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I do love a good I Quit match, and this was like, this is good. I like the they wove in some of their like past as indie guys who traveled mm-hmm. together uh, as friends to build up the feud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like they, ready for Moxley was... to end his title reign. Um, I am too, but like I don't know who he's going to drop it to. So we'll, I mean, Kenny's obviously probably the next guy, but we'll see. Kenny, Kenny should be champion like I I, I I in a fantasy world with the nwa in new japan and some of the japanese feds and uh the aew ring of honor all finally managed to put it aside and decide where they can have their own champion but how awesome would it be if there was a world champion yeah like there's only two choices for that and it's kenny omega mega and okada yeah so like i i two people who have that sort of gravitas i think moxley is better chasing um, me too yeah so, I, you know, I'm hoping Kenny again. I'm going to be rooting against him next time. I'm hoping Kenny Omega, <laughs> yeah, um, wins. And Omega looked as good or better than he has in a long time. In yeah, match. like, um, and and you know, Paige had a lot to do with that too. And Paige looked incredible. But like, I'm ready. Like, I'm not excited about that match because a they had a 45 minute mediocre match, and b I just think it's like I forget what we talked about before, but uh, 
oh, Bushi and Jay White. It's just mm-hmm. a styles clash. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. not, you know. Mox is, def- like, very WWE at this point, in a way, mm-hmm. and Kenny's very New Japan, and they don't mm-hmm. quite meld very well. It's, yeah. And, I mean, what was interesting about um, the guys who Moxley loves, if you look at the Stan Hansons and Terry Funks, mm-hmm. um, when they did interpromotional stuff or weren't, you know, wrestling in wild brawls, you know, Terry Funk and Hanson could have wrestling matches as well as throwing chairs around in the crowd. And I feel like Mox can really only do, you know, I, I think he's, he's a little more edgy now mm. um, and a little more Terry Funky now, but like, I, I think that he still doesn't do much uh, more than this was an all Eddie Kingston match for me whether he was right. selling or when he was on top me too like kingston yeah. was making him look like a million bucks so i i i mean again i this was another four-star match for me i loved it i i think that i mean they're killing it they're just last time i watched AEW, i felt in every bit of their presentation in their promos packages mm-hmm. that they were just doing the thing that everyone does where they were kind of just wwe light yeah but they hit their stride hardcore these are the best packages i've seen in forever and this made me excited and not like i haven't been watching so i was excited right before the match started (laughs) (laughs) hyped up like you know so uh, i i think that every single one that i'd seen the cinderella one before um the moxley one um i hadn't seen Mm. that until right before the match and, and that was just like so incredible i'd heard that their promo back and forth was amazing last week but yeah um Man, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm going to try to find a way to watch. I'm bad at watching episodic television. Me too, I know. But um, I'm going to find a way to make, like, I'm at least going to, like, I had figured um, the last AEW pay-per-view was the first one where I didn't have cable. Mm -hmm. So I was, like, kind of circling around it. I was like, am I going to spend 50? I don't know what is going on. and You know what I mean? Like, right. um, there was a lot. There's a lot of dark order stuff. I think on that pay per view, and I didn't. I didn't know yet who yeah. any of those guys. They hadn't started calling him like John Silver and, and what's his name yet, or yeah. whatever else. Like so, I was like, I don't know. I don't care about this. Definitely, Cole Cabana yeah. and these guys versus literally Dustin Rhodes and another four guys. I don't know who the fuck they are. Like so, that match was, was a downer. <laughs> yeah, I heard. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I didn't hear anything that made me regret it, but. No, uh, was... I'm so glad that I, I I want I keep starting to, but I don't know if I thanked you. I wouldn't have watched this show unless uh, unless we were doing this show and you brought it up. Like I yeah. didn't even know what was happening. So man, like that was like uh, that was a Christmas gift early, my friend. I was so right. excited for that. Like, well, thank, I am like, I am glad to talk about wrestling with you uh, any week, man. So man, all, all yeah. the all the time, and I love it. Like this is this is a this show is a treat. I uh, I'm I'm. Gonna send uh, Johnny Wolfenstein and your producer, uh, our producer. Uh, uh, that's gonna take a while for me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a, a fruit basket. Wow. But, um, <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm super psyched. All right. It'll come back. So, but uh, yeah, like I, I was, I, I, I was, uh, I, I talked so much this week because I, I'm starting. I've never, I didn't, I didn't go through a phase where I stopped. But like yeah. I was really like Johnny Pro Wrestling this week. I, I the worst thing I watched was Halloween Havoc, and that was still fun. Yeah, Damn. two great women's matches. It was a great week. All right. Yeah. So yeah, that has been this week's Wrestle Down. I'm Jeff Lopel, Twitter.com, Swing Dingling, and this is Mike. Uh, my name's yeah, my name's Mars, man. Uh, uh, look me up at Facebook, Dynamo Mars. Uh, 
Twitter, Instagram, Dynamo Mars, but uh, most of my endeavors are uh, at uh, at the Deadites on uh, every bit of uh, social media. If you like dancey synth pop music, um, check us out and uh, go. Uh, I- I'm on a recruitment drive right now. Go like Danger Meows on um, on Facebook and Instagram. That is my new uh, publishing imprint where I'm gonna uh, publish um, a lot of crap that people don't care about. <laughs> and with that, thanks for listening up to the Wrestle Down. Have a great week, everybody. Bye bye.